The current podcast is sponsored by Highly Addictive. Highly Addictive is here for your music recording needs. If you need a space to record your vocals or instrumentals, contact Highly Addictive. Don't be shy to record your music. Become inspired by Highly Addictive. Contact them through their site at highlyaddictivellc.com or follow them on Instagram through Highly Addictive LLC. Hope you book them. The current podcast is sponsored by New Life Barber Lounge. New Life is not another barbershop. This is a place where you will find great energy and a friend in the New Life crew. This is a place all about the experience. They will take care of you and have you looking spectacular. Don't waste your time at any other place. Go right now and follow them on Instagram at New Life Barbers and get yourself looking spectacular. Welcome to the last podcast of the year. Current podcast. Yes, of course we're recording already. Hi, bro. How you been, man? How you been? I mean, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I know, dude. Pretty, we really separated. Crazy. <laughs> it got separated. We got a divorce. We got a divorce. Yeah, we we went. You know, I submitted my divorce. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be married to Mauricio anymore. This is pretty gay, bro. I mean, this is all metaphorical, but if you want to take it that way, I mean, I don't know why you're so offended by homosexuals. (laughs) (laughs) I am am not. I'm just going to say that. But once you once you put me in a marriage with a man, I'm gonna be like, whoa, whoa! You put me in a marriage with a man, that's a whole different thing. You want to do what you want to do, bro? Go ahead. But don't put me in a marriage with no man, bro. I'm engaged. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm engaged. In, I'm engaged to my beautiful. Uh, you wife, might be fiance. engaged to two people. You never you never know. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Let me say this. Okay, we have an engagement called the current podcast. Oh, okay. But my engagement with my wife, oh, okay. or with my future wife, is, okay. is marriage. Okay. That's what I'm saying, bro. All right, but yeah, we we decided to um, void that divorce and come back together and, and make this. Um, but we we kind of kicked Enzo off because you were like, "Screw that guy." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, we just all been very busy. Yeah, no, extremely. And, and we, with the holidays and everything, but we still wanted to get this last one out. No, man. we have to, man. There's no way we couldn't not, you know, have this one in because it's, it's the it's the most important one. I almost have to say, yeah, the last one of the year. It's like reflecting. All the BS that went on this year, all the goods and the bads, I guess this, you could this say. This year's been wild, man. Yeah, I mean, all right. All right. So, if, and if anybody knows, you know, of me, like I did, I had decided to like, all right, I'm gonna get into shape. I'm gonna get into fitness and eat healthy, like a lot of people do every year. Yeah, you know. And I remember I started going to the gym with you and everything. I was like, all right, I'm gonna start going to the gym. And then as a, I was about to sign up when um, COVID hit. And I was like, dang. I was like, I saved myself from a gym membership I mean, payment. I, I had the gym membership, and they stopped charging me because they had to close the gym and stuff. Even though the gym reopened, they were charging me then. Excuse me. But once, as soon as that. The outdoor? the out, But not even that. Like, for example, the gym that I was going to specifically mm-hmm. was right next to my house, and they didn't even have an outdoor option. Yeah. So they have just haven't been charging me at all. Mm. It makes me question if that gym is even going to come back. You know, once mm-hmm. everything's everything is yeah. back to 
Quote well, didn't they normal. open open for like a, a few weeks when they yeah, allowed yeah. the reopening? Yeah, so it was inside for a couple of like maybe a month, and then they were like, "You guys got to close." Damn. And yeah, like I said, I don't know if that gym is gonna survive uh, when, like I said, things get to normal. If you, if that's even gonna happen. Yeah. I went. Like, I, so the elevators at my job don't work, and it's the fourth floor. Yeah, where you go that that was a, a mission, bro. Mm-hmm. I went up four four flights of stairs. Ah, oh, like it's been like that for a while now. Well, it was like that today because of um there was a flooding mm-hmm. in one of the floors, which like cut the power to the elevator somehow. Oh, that's horrible. So there was no elevators. I feel bad for the people that work on the tenth floor because <laughs> they got to go all those flights. And I'm not talking about like. Five steps. Like, no, no, no. I'm talking about, like, uh, almost 25 steps. Like, each strand. Each day, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and each it's... floor. And it's, like, two each floor. That sounds like... You that know? sounds like me when I'm playing COD and I need to get to the top of a building. And it's, like, 10-story building. Yeah. And it's, like, dude, it's ridiculous. You're just going in circles for, like, maybe two minutes. Yeah, no, man. It is And then insane. the most annoying thing is you get halfway up and there happen to be another team there and they just kill you. And it's, like, I just... Went all the way. Yeah, up just to get killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. And I, then, and I there's some, there's some, there's some where like there's an elevator, but obviously the elevator doesn't work. But you mm-hmm. have a rappel, so you like you, you cling onto the rope and you rappel go up. up. Mm-hmm. So they should have that option for you guys. <laughs> just rappel. <laughs> you like, I don't want. I was like, please rappel me up. There'd be so many accidents, bro. dude. So many people. I was, in, I was fascinated by how many people who. Look in shape in the office, cause like man, you look at me and you know this guy's not in shape, mm-hmm. you know. But like, there's people in my office who look in shape, who they were like. But in reality, all they work out his arms. They were dying, bro, dying. And I was like, yeah, I was pretty beat too coming up here. But I was, I was just shocked to see them dying, dude. I was like, so I'm saying, wow. people, it's because some people just work out their arms, bro. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. It's just, it's just like no cardio. Let me get them guns pumped. That's yep. it. That's exactly, why when it comes bro. to the cardio, it's like and chicken legs. Yeah, I mean that's kind of. I mean, I, I don't want to go there yet, but that's kind of what happened to Connor when he fought one seventy for the first time against Nate Diaz. Came in big arms and was throwing those gar- arms and just gassed out, you know. Like, mm-hmm. and then other guy was training for a triathlon. So his cardio was there for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, like I said, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. But just kind of um, to recap over the whole year, man, I'm going to have to ask you just generally, what would you give this, what rating would you give this year? On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you be your rating? See, that's difficult to answer, all right, because it depends on what you're looking about the year, right? I said overall rating. But, but see, your, your, your overall rating is is ah, I can't really like give a number on it mm-hmm. because there's positives to this year and there's negatives depending on how you're looking at of course. it. So I don't say calculate it and make an overall score. <laughs> I'd probably give it a six. Six. A six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was maybe around the four or five area if I'm being honest. Because it's like yes, it's a crappy year in the sense that we haven't been able to go out and do the stuff we're normally used to. And yes, you know, it sucks that a lot of people have died. The economy, you know, has been horrible. But at the same time, you you seeing the creativity of other people, right? If you're hungry, you're going to look for a way to do something. No, definitely. You know, so it's like 
you're seeing the creativity of people and being like, okay, like, what do I do? How do I move? What do I create? What are my new hobbies, right? One thing I started noticing, right, about my life, too, this is just me personally talking, Yeah, is I need more hobbies, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I do have a few, but I feel like I need more because I started realizing, like, a lot of my life right now at the moment revolves around work. Yeah. And, you know, and, like, COVID kind of expose that even more because all I've had is work right mm-hmm. through, through this year I thank God that I've had a job through this entire year um but yeah I've had I've just been working so it's like all right like what are like the other hobbies like well, what else can I do you know what else can I pick up so that's another thing that's been like interesting and fascinating in that and thinking about that yeah you know yeah and I can see what you mean there because um I mean my you could say pastime besides work was the gym, you know, and that's obviously not an option right now. So, yeah, and then for me, I wasn't, I had stopped playing video games, like, habitually for a mm. long time, and COVID kind of opened that door. Yeah, again. because you have so much time that you're yeah. like, I got to do something. And then all your friends are playing, which especially is something. the same game, too. And it's especially because you probably haven't played with these friends because you guys are also working or yeah. you guys, you know, are focusing on school. You're focusing on going out, whatever it is. Like, your friends don't have that time, but now they have that time and you have that yeah. time. And now it feels like you're in high school again, again yeah, and you're up. like, let's play video games. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. up. And it's like, shout out to the dub squad, you know, shout out to, to Rolick. Um, we'll be catching those dubs and to the homie who sweat sometimes too. He'll be leading us to those dubs on on that battle royale, but yeah, I mean, bro, I love I love when Josue puts rancheras to his wins. <laughs> I, I it make me laugh every single time. I feel you. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, won, I got a double on Christmas, so I put I put a, a, a Christmas song on there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I'll switch it up, you know. But yeah, yeah I, I like that too. How he he has those those uh, rancheras. And stuff yeah, like that. Dude. he's probably gonna kill me because they're probably not even rancheras. He's gonna be like, some, corridor some corridos, yeah. Some yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, bro. They sound like rancheras to me. Right, yeah. Like, I, mean, I don't know the difference. Forgive me for not knowing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but um, just kind of looking at, too, I mean, we're both wearing hats right now. I mean, people won't be able to see this, but you're wearing a, a Dodgers, Dodgers championship hat, yeah, and, and I'm wearing a Lakers championship hat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, those are two things that, I mean... That we haven't even experienced because we didn't have a parade. Yeah, so I mean, the good again, the good and the bad of that situation. That's what I'm saying. It's like that. The, that's why I said it's difficult to really rate the year because depend. It depends on your outlook, right? Yeah. Like you know, your your mind is everything, and what you're feeding your mind will determine you know how far you can go. Yeah. yeah. So like, yes, there's not a lot of negativity going on, and we got to deal with it definitely. But you have to have a positive outlook of how to turn this mess of negativity, at least within your own space, yeah. to something that produces, yeah. right? So it's like, okay, like, yeah, like, we were people who root for these teams. We root for the Lakers. We root for the Dodgers. And something that came out positive is both of these teams ended up winning, you know? And also Justin Turner. Yeah. <laughs> if you get the pun. Because he tested positive. Yeah, and he get went it. back. Back. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, and, and you know, it's funny. The only thing you can go to Dodger Stadium right now is for a COVID test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and that's something that if anyone listening to this and listening to this right now, they know that for sure it is, like, a nightmare to get a COVID appointment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I just had to 
put that parallel in there too, because that's the only thing you're going to Dodger Stadium for right now. It's not to go watch Dodgers that are going to start their season in like April, but and they just won the World Series, but it's just to go get a test. And it's just mm-hmm. ironic, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it was either for that or I think to vote earlier in the in the year for the elections. And stuff, yeah, yeah, that was back. Which is up. another mm-hmm. crazy thing that that affected this year, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when it comes to sports, like uh, L.A. was a city of champions this year. Yeah, and, and we and we won a parade. Yeah, you know, and, eventually, I know this is, it's not going to happen right now, you know, but eventually we want a parade to be able to celebrate the win, you know, that they brought to the city. Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and I think we're going to get it. We're going to get a uh, a combinated like they're going to bring both teams, Dodgers and Lakers, together yeah. to do that, just so that they don't have to do two of them. Mm-hmm. And I know they're yeah. going to do that, but I mean, I'll take it, you know. Um, but the LA definitely needs that, you know, because besides that, what LA, I mean, the whole nation at that point, even the whole world, mm-hmm. the, 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 the whole George Floyd incident kind of caused all these riots and the ripple effect that started in Minnesota, but it, it rippled throughout the United States, you know, well, riots it, in LA. It, I, I, it rippled. The reason I believe that it is a conjunction of, you know, the timing of everything, right? The timing of the fact that you got people, you know, that can go out at the moment and all they're paying attention to is the news or, mm-hmm. or media, you know? Because we're, we're all trying at that point in time to get answers, like what's going on, what's going to happen, you know? And it's not the first time that an African-American man gets killed but Not the hands of police, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a time where everybody's paying attention, mm-hmm. and that that's what caused that ripple effect. It's like everybody's paying attention, and now everybody feels this sense of you know um, justice within them to be like, we gotta do something about this, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, how do we set this straight? Like, what can we do? How can we contribute? And and at the moment in, in that point in time, the the way everybody felt that they can contribute or do something was to protest peacefully. Now, was there other consequences of other people coming in and taking advantage of that? Definitely, yeah. You know, but yeah, it, it was a way that everybody felt they could contribute to that cause. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because in places like Oregon, I mean, these riots are still happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been nonstop since um since that incident early in the year, and and um, it's just it, it's interesting how there just never stopped, just yeah. Kept going, kept going, kept going. You know, past elections kept going, um, and it just it, it always makes me wonder too what's gonna what the next year brings. You know, but before we get that, we get to that um, uh, something else that we got to speak about too was like uh, for example, nothing happened to Maxwell this year. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, that's on the back burner. You know, it's it's been very quiet. Galen Maxwell. I mean, for those that have been following us on the podcast, you guys know that one of the first subjects we brought up was, was talking about you know Epstein, um, Epstein and and talking about his whole thing, and that that was a big deal. Also, in the beginning of quarantine, was you know that documentary on came Netflix, out on yeah. Netflix and. Uh, it was something that for a long time it was spoken about. A lot, of, a lot of people had talked about it, but now it was kind of like uh, again the timing. It's the timing of everybody's at home. We got nothing to, to do, and now it's like here's this documentary, and be people like a lot of people became invested in the story. Yeah, you know, and trying to like figure this out and, and trying to figure out you know what's gonna happen next. 
And, and uh, you know, as we watched the documentary, one of the biggest things was always the documentary stating nothing is happening to Maxwell. Nothing's happening to Galen. And it's like, you know, a few months later, I believe, after she that happened, arrested. she got arrested. And if, ever since then, it's been very quiet. Um, I heard recently that Jeffrey Epstein's cellmate died. Really? Well. Yeah. I'm not sure what he died of, but I did see that, that he, he they found him dead. And I'm like, well, did the camera shut off again? And did the guards go to sleep again? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. He, you know, it's such a weird... Like, a- anybody with a logical mind understands that he was killed. Yeah. He, he, he was... There's no way. Like, the way that he, that he committed suicide, supposedly, like, that's not a suicide. Yeah. No you way. know? You're talking about a maximum... One of the maximum prisons. Everything should, like, be functioning and working. Put it this way, bro. It, it's um, just... Put it this way. They have El Chapo in the same prison. Yeah. Yeah. And that... From and this I is not the one he escaped from. No, and from... No, this I, is the one he's currently in. No, from what I understand as yeah. well, that prison has cameras that have, like, facial recognition mm-hmm. from, like, a mile away. Mm-hmm. And those were turned off. Yeah. Con- like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's really sketchy. It's it doesn't really take weird. It doesn't take this podcast to explain that. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> or to just... break it down or get my yeah, reaction. Nothing yeah, of that. No, it's, you know it's what I mean? sketchy. Yeah, yeah, so that was one of those things that are this year that just is like stuck out like a sore thumb. You oh, know yeah. What I mean? and, and it's the question still up, like, will Trump pardon her or will she, you know, reveal anything? Hey, man, you and know, and like, pardons, well, and, what... What's going to happen with her, right? And, and or Trump or been, even if he does nothing with her, it's like, all right, what's the next? I mean, I think uh, if he party does, do with her? he might do it like on the last day of his presidency because this guy's on a pardoning spree right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's pardoning a lot of people. You already. know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's doing that for sure. And another thing that, that just actually passed uh, recently was a stimulus check that was being debated for 10 months uh, whether or not Americans should be This one's out. weird, though, man. It's a weird stimulus. And I'm not saying that, well, one, I'm saying it because of the amount. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is because of the add-ons they're doing, you know. Because the, the stimulus is not only for us, but it's also allocating money in different places, right? Oh, definitely. So it's a, it's a little weird. Um, you know, the first stimulus they did, 1500 that they gave us, I believe. 1200 1200 all right. I already forgot. It's been so long. Yeah. Uh, 1200 is what they gave us. This time they did it in half. Yeah. And I'm like, this is kind of weird, you know, that they're doing it this way. Um, I feel bad for the people who really do need it, you know, and I'm kind of like 1200 would like it might, you know, 1200 would help them more than 600. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know if the funds are not there. Like, what's going on? That they can only give, you know, $600 only. Well, um, then this is where I'm going to inform you, sir. All right, go for it. Because the one that was approved was for 2000 Okay. Yeah, so the one that's going to that work, the stimulus that just passed right now is going to be for 2000 It's not going to be for 600 So they, they renegotiated yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah so. Because I, I know that, they, they, that the, Trump proposed it, but then, then it didn't pass. I don't, and then they were saying that they were going to try again. So, so. so the timeline of that stimulus is Democrats proposed a stimulus that, and, and and Trump broke it down in a little press conference he had. He was basically saying how they were going to give money to Egypt 
yeah for their military and mm-hmm. they were and they he basically said how they would most likely use that money to go buy from Russia mm-hmm. he he said that there'd be aid to all these other countries he mentioned also El Salvador one of those countries Guatemala all these other Central American countries um he also mentioned uh, uh a fund like billions of dollars to count fish in the gulf yeah you know like things like that where i was just kind of like what the fuck is going on here you know what i mean like and yeah, at the end where money's of that, being allocated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And at the end, that's when it was like, and Americans are getting $600. I was like, so I'll probably get more money to go count some fish than I will. <laughs> I, I volunteer as yes, tribute. <laughs> Take Jeez. me. I want to count the fish. Uh, I'll scuba dive. <laughs> Hell yeah. I get an experience <laughs> and more than $600, I'm in, dude. Because oh, if, yeah. if you're funding billions of dollars of that, just imagine how yeah. much of people going down there to or whatever they're doing to count yeah. the fish are doing. You know? Bro, how big is the ocean? Sorry. <laughs> like, I just have I to mean, say that. They're only, like, thank God they're no. only... And thank God they're only looking at the Gulf of Mexico, Yeah, yeah, bro. only one region, like one section. Jesus, yeah. they were like, all right, let's look at the Pacific Ocean. I'd be like, geez, I don't even want to. You know? My dreams are dead. <laughs> you know, I don't even want to, like, be a part of this this count because it's going to be a nightmare, you know? It's yeah. going to be an utter, utter nightmare. Uh, so... Yeah, when I when I saw that one and he broke it down, I was like, "This is crazy," you know. But at the same time, I'm like, "You guys took ten months to 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 come down to that." Yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, and then the next one was he was like, "I'm proposing a bill." I don't know all the details of his bill, but the one that affected us the most, you could say, would be the two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. You know. And then, from what I understand, Republicans didn't approve that one in yeah. the Congress. You know. But then, uh, I don't know, what, again, what was renegotiated, but the one that was agreed for that's going through Congress right now is the $2,000 stimulus. I don't know if it was the exact one that Trump had proposed, because, mm-hmm. again, we don't know all the details. To no, because I, I heard that it was, it was uh, basically, they said no. Mm-hmm. But then it, they did another renegotiation. And I do know that, for to example, try to pass it. undocumented people who didn't yes, get the first gonna, one. Yes, they're going to get gonna stimulus. Get this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, there a lot and of that, that's, that makes me happy because I'm like, dude, they, they need, need help as much like, as we do. Dude, like to me, it's crazy when you see the restaurant industry, man, and how the restaurant industry through everything, bro, they've been fighting. Like, like they've been told, like, hey, all right, you guys can function if you guys go outside, and they they did everything, bro. Yeah, everything to put everything outside, and all right, we gotta, you know. And then they go, oh, you can't do it outside anymore. Like, and it's like, dude, these restaurants have been fighting through everything that's been thrown at them to figure out, like, all right, we got to survive. We did you watch survive. that Joe Rogan clip or what? No, I did not. <laughs> I, I watched I the Joe Rogan not. clip where the, the, there's they had I don't know who the guys he was on this podcast, but mm-hmm. they were talking about this exact thing. No, I was just that they I, were like agreeing to every like. You know, yeah, every condition they, they gave yeah. them, and then Gavin Newsom still closed them and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, the, and the, 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 the sad has... thing that we're like, the sad thing is this doesn't stop the rich. You know, the rich keep going in spite of all this. It's a sad reality, you know, like that, but it's the truth. Yeah. That's why you see, like, you know, um, Newsom's kids are still going to school, and you hear the stories of, like, he he, did, he didn't close his winery through this whole entire time, right? And, I, and I, I'm gonna ask you this, mm-hmm. um, just just to I don't want to say play devil's advocate, but just honestly, just to ask you a question. Right, let's go for it. Does this make you more aware of the future in the sense of I should 
not keep all my eggs in one basket in the sense that I shouldn't rely solely on my nine to five income. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Because I, I understand that the that, rich are getting richer, but yeah. it's, there's a reason for that. Well, it's yeah, not multiple because, incomes. It's not yeah. because the rich are just greedy, filthy rich people. No, 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 no. no. You it's work because, hard. Yeah. You know, you work hard you and work your money's hard. invested you're, you're in the willing right to do. You're willing to do what other people are not willing to do. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing that I, for example, I want to take that out of myself um, as far as I look at the rich and be like, you know they're bad because they have. Yeah, money no, 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 no. no. I, I, I would never say that. No, but like, if you have your eyes on the rich, uh-huh. you're never gonna get rich. No, you know, but you know what it, I mean. It, because you gotta like focus on your niche. Like you gotta focus on, on what you're you're good at. See the things. See the hobbies you're good at. What are the talents you have? What yeah. can you do? And then see. Okay, all right. This is what I have. This is what I can do. All right. What can I make with this? You know, like how can I? I make something out of what I know how to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get me? And the, and you can't be afraid to fail, man. You just got to keep moving forward. Yeah, I mean, it's like keep failure's it, part of the success. Yes, man. it's like if you're able to like actually, all right, like I'm going to start this, all right, and then put everything into that, whatever you're going to start, right? I'm going to put everything into that. And it's like, and if that fails, fine. Like, all right, that didn't work out. What did you learn from that? All right, yeah. now take what you learned from that and like, all right, now let's apply it to the next thing and let's apply it to the next thing. It, there's always a way, but it's like, all right, how bad do you want it? How, how do you, how much do you want to work for it? Yeah. You know? Nothing hard in, nothing hard in life is, is, how do you say it? Nothing that's worth in life is easy to, to no, obtain. No, never, I mean. never, never, never. Yeah, and, and, I, and I get totally get what you mean. So that's one thing where it's like, I, I understand how, even through this pandemic, you know, it, freaking like, Elon Musk—he's yeah. he's probably basically became the richest man in the world at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you're either gonna get. But mad, here's the here's the either, thing. The here's the thing. thing is you're either gonna get mad right. and be upset at the world, or you're gonna pay attention and say, "What can I do different?" All right. Here, here's I had to study Elon Musk when I was in in college, and the guy for just just think about this. The guy wasn't even born here. Let's get this straight. Yeah. The guy was born in South Africa. His his That's fa- what people from South Africa look like? He was born over there. He, that's not what they look like, but he I'm was just born saying, over I'm there. Just, I need to ask that. <laughs> I need to ask that. Yeah, he was born over there. His mother was uh, a teacher, an English teacher, father an engineer, all right? So you have two parents who are instilling information into him as a, you know, people who are very educated. He comes to the States, he gets two bachelor's degrees. That's all he has. He has a bachelor's in economics and a bachelor's in physics. All right? Yeah. What does the guy do, right? Eventually, he he get, you know he does coding. He creates PayPal. Yeah. He sells that to eBay. Okay? He takes that money and then begins to make his other companies. Begins to make Tesla, begins to, you know, do his SpaceX. And then I forget his other one, his other third one. You know what's crazy? Today, I, f- I think it was today. Today, I found out that he wasn't even the one that started Tesla. No, he was not. He just invested in he it. He invested in it, and yeah. And then became a chairman. Yeah. And then, you know, that's how I was like, so, yeah, it's crazy to me that he He's that. always said this. He's like, I don't have a degree from, like, this, like, pristine Ivy League schools. 
But I have the kids that went to the Ivy League schools working for me. Yeah. Like, because it, it, it's about getting with the right people. It's about who you know, mm-hmm. who you connecting with. Yeah. Like, the people around you matter because the people around you are going to invest, right? What I, sta- I stated earlier where it's like you got to protect your thoughts, right? If yeah. you, you've been thinking negative about this year, you got to cleanse your thoughts. No, for sure. I mean, you got to cleanse. If you're hanging around with five intelligent people you can become the sixth one yes you know if you're hanging out with five morons you're gonna be the sixth one yes so yeah. it's like whatever you're feeding into your mind that's what you're gonna pick up whatever you're feeding into your mind that's what that's what you're gonna become and you gotta be careful about that and it's like who wh- how, how has he become successful he surrounded himself with people who knew what they were talking about yeah and he's learned from them mm-hmm so then he's able to improve his stuff. But what I wanted to also get to is when he was doing his SpaceX program, he failed at his first launch. Mm-hmm. He failed at his second launch, dude. He gave up everything to make his third launch, and he didn't even know if he was successful. Mm-hmm. He's talked about it. He's like, I, I was on loans. I was in debt to the max. Didn't have any money. But... He put everything into that third launch, and hey, he was successful. Yeah. And he recouped money. But see, it's like, how that's what I mean. How bad are you willing to work hard at what you want? How how much are you willing to put on the line to risk and believe in what you're able to do? Exactly. Yeah, and that's my whole thing. It's like... Again, I feel bad for people who have lost their jobs, who have lost, and I don't want them, and I don't want this to make it seem like what they've done it this whole wrong time is wrong. No, I'm saying, moving forward, what are you gonna do to avoid these situations? You know, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And that's something that I've spoke to with my family, with with you know close ones to me. And there's some people that you know that are gonna get that mentality and go forward, and there's other ones that are you know gonna not. You know what I mean. So that's and see, here's thing. here's the other thing, man. A nine to five is not a bad thing. It's not. It's not. Is that if that's what you're good at, and if that's your niche, then hey, man, rise up I within think, that I nine to pe- five. I think people who have a nine to five right now should, you know, not not quit that job. You know, especially if oh, if, no, if that's, that's security right now, you man. You know, but what they should do is basically find what they can do from seven to midnight. Yeah. You know, start researching. Certain things that you find interesting, certain things that you can monetize and whatnot, so you can have another stream of income, you know what I mean? And that's what my advice is to people, not to just stay stagnant and relying into solely your 9-to-5 job. Because yeah. when these situations come well, up... Well, because the problem is that when you're when you're relying on a 9-to-5, you're relying on one check. One check, yeah. And then you're living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. and then you're like, oh, I got to wait till this check comes, and then maybe I can do this. Yeah. Or like, okay, I have this much in the bank, and when this comes, then, oh, then maybe I can do that move, right? And you're tied up. You're tied up where you're like, oh, all right, I can't do that move right now, but yeah. maybe I could do this. So it's like that's the scary thing about relying on a nine to five. Unless you're doing your six figures nine to five, and that's what I mean. Like if you if you push yourself look, man, even within you, your nine to five, like hey bro, if you're making six figures within your nine to five, that's even more of a reason to have more streams of income because you have capital to to reciprocate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you have a six-figure income at a nine-to-five, you better be, number one, saving your money, number two, investing your your money, and and then number three, uh, you know, 
building a business, something that that because if you're making six figures at a nine to five, you should be able to start a business and have someone else run it for you. Yeah. Because you are you're making six figures. But see figures. that that's the mentality. that's the thing, right? Talking about six figures though, of course. Yeah, 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 of course. I like I have a friend who who recently he's he started, you know, a job where he's like, I I'm about to make, you know, sixty K in a month. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Okay, you're gonna have, like what are you gonna do with that money? And he he hasn't even thought about it. You know, he hasn't thought about like how am I invested? He's like, I don't know what to do with that much money. And I'm like <laughs> Bro, if I had 60K a month, dog, there's a lot of things I'd be doing with that money. You know? Number one, I would do, I would for sure invest in property, bro. 60K a month, bro? In buy land. two months, he's going to have enough to buy, to, to put a fat down payment on a house. Yeah, man. Like, Perfect market to buy, too. Straight up, you know? So it's like, I would definitely be, um, a, make, make yourself aware of things you could do with your money. Make your money work for you. And here's you know? the other thing. Even if you don't have that six-figure job, there is ways to invest. Man. Yes. Robin Hood, Acorns, those things are out there. It's all about um, informing yourself, man. And if you're yeah. not, that's And he, be here's the, the thing. A lot of people are like, okay, what do I invest in, right? Like, if I'm going to go into stocks, like, what do I invest in? And that goes back to the whole thing. Like, what do you like? Mm-hmm. Invest in the things you like. I have friends who, like, are super techie guys, right? They're super into tech, and they know all about, like, the new stuff that's coming out in tech. And they're telling me, like, oh, you know, uh, Intel's coming out with the new iCore, da 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 And AMD is coming out with the da 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 Their stock is about to go up because they're bringing this out, and they're bringing... And it's like they invest only in tech companies. But why? Because, hey, that's what they're into, and they're always reading about it, right? There's other dude. You can invest into toothpaste. It, it, yeah, no, it's daily lot of necessities. You no, know, no, definitely. And that's like you could that I, you could think about like, all right, what do people use on the daily, right? And invest into those companies that are constantly making things for the daily. It's yep. like you got to think about that. Like, mm-hmm. all right, like how do I, you know, okay, maybe I can invest into you know Colgate or maybe I I can invest into Crest. I'm gonna like, give people this example. They like, for example. When we're talking about investing and in, in saving, in order to do that, one thing you got to do is cut spending. Um, and, for example, we have a lot of spending habits that we do. For example, you go out to, let's say, the mall. You get thirsty. What are you going to go buy? A uh, beverage of a some beverage, kind. Yeah. Let's say Coca-Cola. Let's say a, a water like Arrowhead. Uh, Arrowhead is nasty. You know bro. what I mean? It's the worst water ever. I don't know why you would recommend that. I was not recommending. It. I'm just saying <laughs> with with the options that you'll find. If I'm going to the mall, I am not buying Arrowhead, bro. Again, the options right. that you have. There. You got to be bougie. You're at the mall, bro. Look, bro. I'm gonna Fiji. tell you this. If Arrowhead has been here around this long, there's people that like it. So that's all I'm gonna say about it. You know, but kind of going forward from that, it's like instead of always spending your money on a Coke or on Starbucks yeah. or on, you know, Especially those Nike Starbucks. shoes, you know, Spend all those on. things, use that money to go invest into the yeah. sto- into their stocks, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and instead of spending, get paid dividends from, from things like that. And that's, those are, again, just things that I've looked into, simple uh, things into investing stocks. And you don't have to invest all your money. Again, it's just... No. Money that you save, you, you begin. You know. The thing is that you got to begin with the small amount. Yeah, and it, and then the the first step is just taking that first step. You begin small, but the more you do it, the more you get comfortable, the more you understand it, the more you can grow it. Yes, right. 
And I, 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 I'm gonna just get biblical for a moment. There's a verse that I love in Genesis two fifteen. Um, God tells you know he's this the narration of creation, and he tells Adam, "Guard and tend," right? And I love that phrase because I be, that's something I just believe in my life that we are all given like this small this small piece of garden, right? Yeah. And we're supposed to guard and tend what we have. Yeah. And the, sometimes the problem is that we're looking at other people's gardens and we're like, their garden is better. Like, my garden looks like shit. Like, it's too small or I don't have what they have. And it's just like, guard and tend, man. Guard and tend. If you yeah. guard and tend the little that you have, that little that you have is going to grow. Yes. Right? So it's like, and then it, and then you're going to have a bigger garden than who, whatever you're looking at. And that's, that's the thing sometimes is that, you know, and just to bring it full circle, right? Yeah. You know, to bring it into the context of the modern world is that we're all sometimes looking through the lens of IG and comparing ourselves to others or seeing others and being like, oh, how, how are they doing this? And, oh, my God, like, they're doing better than I am. And it's like, yo, yo, like, like yeah, enjoy your social media, but do not focus on that. Yeah. You know, like focus on what you have and grow what you have. Take care of what you yeah. have. One, and you're going to see that expand. My motto for 2020, uh, um, and maybe even for 2021, but just like how I've been carrying myself since this quarantine started was control what you can. Yeah. There's, and I think when that kind of hit me was when I watched that, that Jordan documentary. Yeah. With the, with the Bulls. And he says that like, there's only there's only so much you can control in your, in your life, and you got to control only that. Yeah, whatever you moment, can, whatever you have grasp into, like that's what you should do. The moment that you 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 start going beyond that grasp, mm-hmm. you start losing your mind. Yeah, and that's because you try you try to try to overwhelm yourself. That's why a lot of people have been overwhelmed by this year. Yeah, because we're trying to like, oh, how are we gonna fix this? How are we? and it's like. That's not up to us, man. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not up to us to try to like fix every single problem. And the thing is that we've been bombarded with problems on the daily. Like, look at this new issue, and look at this new issue, and we're just at home. Yeah, we can't go outside. We can't distract ourselves. Yeah, and we're just constantly looking at problems, problems, and we're like, oh my god, this is so many problems. And it's like, disconnect yourself. Yeah, like Straight you up. can't solve all those problems. No, not at all. Like, focus on your own. Yeah, you and, know, and, it's, and even your own problems are are, are a handful. They're, oh, they're, definitely. They're, there's so much to deal with. So that's one thing that I tell myself. Like, especially, I've had to deal with like, especially this semester, school. Hey, uh, congrats on passing, man! I, I saw those grades. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, passing school, you know, dealing with with uh, with work, you know, dealing with the, this podcast, with the, with the, trying to start a business, you know, all those things. It's like. There's a lot of times where I go to sleep thinking like, you know, what's 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 coming out of this, you know? And yeah. I and I tell myself, you know what? That's something that in a sense you can control, but at the same time you can't think of the outcome immediately. You got to no, think of the they, process. They, the thing is that a lot of people want the finished product, right? Yeah. And it's like you got to enjoy the process. You yes. know, the process is important. Mm-hmm. You can't just up and be like, all right, we're going to go to the to the end product. And it's like, it ain't like that, man. You no. got to enjoy the process. Like, the process is important. Yeah. What you do in repetition, how you're building up to it, like, that's all important. And you got to look at that and be like, all right, this is eventually going to carry me there. Yeah. The other thing I would say, I think that you were probably thinking on the idea that your passions are divided. And you're like, all right, my passions are divided right now. 
It be, when your passions are divided, right, you're giving attention to different areas. And there's so only so much of you on your plate. And you have yeah. to decide, like, all right, are the, like, are this is this passion or whatever I'm doing, is it worth it right now, right? Or do I cut it off? Yeah, yeah. That's another thing sometimes that we got to learn in life is when to learn to cut off um, a, a passion or some sort of thing because it might be taking up time and not letting us focus on everything, right? Yeah. Because we have so much on the plate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. And, dude, and that exact thing makes made me question a lot of things like, was this studio the way to go? Should I still been doing the podcast from home? Like a lot of different things, and it's just like, again, there are thoughts and emotions that I'm like, Marisa, this is the only thing you can control right now: your thoughts and emotions. Yeah, that's it. That's all you can do. Even through this whole thing that's been going on with my family the last couple of weeks, that you know about, it's like the only thing I can control right now are my thoughts and emotions. Yeah, and if definitely. I lose control of that, then fuck it, I'm done, you know? Yeah, but if you, go, I, you go crazy, bro. But if I can gra- if I can tell myself that and just grasp it and just mm-hmm. control them, then you're going to be straight, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I kind of told myself even, even th- that through finals, bro, because there was a lot of things that, like, for example, this whole COVID stuff and trying to learn stuff, it's so difficult for me, mm-hmm. for certain classes at least. And it's like now, yeah, because now you, you, a- you're used to a different type of classroom. You're used to a different type of environment. So yeah. it's it's a different thing. So yeah, I totally understand that you were not maybe as enjoying, you know, the the new norm that's being proposed at the moment. Yeah. I'm sure it's weird for a lot of people. No, it definitely is. Because it's like, all right, like I'm used to the classroom. I'm used to interacting, you know, with the teacher in person and now I just got to do it through, you know, this uh, this media where you're, it's, it's a video chat, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially for music, it's just very different when you, you know you're used to being in a classroom setting and you know um, interacting with your your peers and and with the teacher and you know you you can most in some classes you have a piano in front of you where you can like even reinforce things and whatnot. So you know, yeah, going, especially for your major, it's a lot where you got to be in person. Yeah, going into um into finals, it was like. I was very, uh, you could say, anxious, mm-hmm. stressed out. You know, um, I had a piano class, bro, and um, I would practice for that class all day. And then I get into that class, and it was funny because like I'd be fine the whole day, but the moment I get into that class and I had to like perform in front of my, you teacher, got nervous, bro. I started sweating, got stu- super nervous, and it was like in person I wouldn't get this much. Like mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel a little more at ease, but. Being it's the fact that you're and, alone, right? And all that stuff, yeah. And like, I practice all. I don't know. It's just there's so much that to it. But it, it made I mean, me, it I, made I'm me just to, I'm just making the assumption here, and it's the assumption that it's like you're alone. You're you're. It's not like you're in a classroom. At least in a classroom, you feel like oh, there's people here. You know. I just feel like being at home overall. It, it made me a bit lazy. You uh-huh. know, in the sense that I feel like I could have prepared myself a lot more. Because, again, when you go to school, it's like you're mentally in your environment. It knows that. Yeah, you're out of your comfort zone. Yeah, technically. it knows that you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So at school, I felt like I had, I would go to school and I wouldn't come home until I knew that I can come home and rest. I don't mm-hmm. want to come home and study more. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's, yeah. again, I, I, I say I, the same thing when I was in college. I don't want to say this for everybody, yeah. though, because I feel like for every, there's, every person Oh, no, no, every, everybody's person is different. But the same thing for me when I was in college is, like, when I had to study for something, I would go throw myself into the library, bro. I couldn't be in my apartment. 
Because if I was in my apartment, bro, like, I would start watching shows. I would, like, I couldn't actually study or do stuff in, in the apartment. Yeah. I'd have to go throw myself in the library and be like, all right, I'm staying here. I'm going to study. And then when I'm ready, I'll go. You get me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and um, say, say it with me. I mean, that's one thing that I would have to tell everybody, too, is, like, l- find out the way that you learn. Mm-hmm. You know, are you an audible listener? Are you a visual listener? Um, there's very different ways of, li- of learning, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one thing that I tell myself. I can't, you know, come home and then spend another two, three hours trying to re- review the same material. That's why, that's another reason why I couldn't be, like, a different major. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I was at school studying, well, God knows what, physics or whatever, and then I'm going to come home and redo that again. It's like with music... I can come home and just be creative at that point. Yeah. I don't have to just, again, study it. If anything, I could use that to reinforce what I'm studying. You know what I mean? So that was one thing that, I, like, I didn't want to have to come home and do that. And now with being on Zoom 24-7, you're just, you're, you're having to just be consumed by that. You know, you have to find the time to kind of escape from your comfort zone and all that stuff. All right, just to bring up something random, just because we were talking about that, dude. Uh, the whole fact of... Girls that have IGs, and then they don't post their man. Like, that's a crazy thing, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, like, that's that's such a... Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you now. There we go. Um, How you doing, Enzo? Chilling, bro. That's good. That's good, man. I'm glad you're able to join us. We kind of we kind of started off without you. We went in just having a conversation, but, you know, we knew that we, you were going to join us eventually, but... um. Yeah, man. We, about that whole thing with with uh, with females that that have a man, but then won't display it on IG. What's up with that, man? Like, what's this up is, with that? That's a weird thing. I feel like I feel like I feel like females do that because men do that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I w- I would agree. I would agree. But that we that we don't show off our girl. Yeah, I would say I would admit I would admit it. I'm not saying that I do it because I have posts of my of my I, girl I mean, on IG. I, most I don't know. I, and my, most of my friends at least have one. At least one. One picture. At least one. I'm, ta- I, I'm talking about on the on the feed, though, on not the feed. on the story. Not on the story. On the feed, on the like, feed. they have at least, at least one, one picture. you know? Like, uh, anniversary pics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, you know? No, no, but girls don't post anything. Huh? Yeah. And yeah. if they do, it goes on the story. Yeah, so it's going to expire after 24 hours. And yeah. that was something that I, I was... It was funny to me. I was, I was realizing that this weekend... When I was like scrolling through my feed, and then I I came across someone that I went to high school with, and I was just like, "Huh, it's 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 interesting to me that this girl don't have a man." You know, what I mean, it's like, yeah. it's just interesting to me. And you know, in that same week, I'm going through my stories at this point because at first I was going through my feed and I saw one of her pictures, and I'm like, "No, I've just thought about that." And then in that same, it's Christmas week, yeah. So I saw like, oh, uh, oh, she had actually just it was her birthday like right before. Christmas, I think, mm. and then she posted like her celebration, and like at that, then I said, "Hold oh, her man," and I was like, "That's your man," <laughs> and I was like, "All right, maybe I can get why you don't want to show that." I can get it. Damn, I wouldn't want to show that either, because like I also went to that high school with that guy, and I'm yeah. like, that guy was a freaking tool. So uh, it's just funny to me, like you know. But it's just at the same time, I always see it as these girls. These girls are playing quarterback, bro. They trying to yeah. see what options they got out there, bro. Bro, like, the girls are <laughs> gross sort, bro. They have options, bro. You don't know they don't want to. Like, they they go, oh no, this one, nah, this one, nah, 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 this one, nah. They're they're sorting, 
uh, guys just go, oh, that one? Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, but you brought up a very important thing, though, too. Oh, what I was talking about, yeah. the girls that monetize. Go, go ahead. Not, not just monetize, but you were no. saying how, like, like it, the it, moment... Because the idea, right? The idea, especially with girls who, like, do their modeling and all that stuff on IG. Man, this girl ain't no model. This girl's just a no, regular-ass IG. No, no, I'm just talking about it because I've, I've heard other girls talk about it as well, right? Yeah, how, yeah. like, they lose followers when they post their man. Yeah. You know, and it's because it's it's the idea of selling a fantasy, you know? It's like you want, as, you know, most guys, when they follow a girl and they just see pictures of her, they're like, nah, maybe I can get with her, right? So they give the follow. Yeah. And they'll be liking them pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the moment they see, like, oh, this girl's married or, like, oh, this girl have a boyfriend, then they're like, mm, yeah, I don't got a chance, so unfollow. Unfollow. That's not every guy, but majority of guys will do that. Yeah, because they don't want to be, know? they want to be seeing the girl. They don't want to see the girl and then the guy with them and stuff. Yeah, but like also, that. but also it's the idea, the illusion of, like, I could be with her. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's the illusion as well. <laughs> you're, gonna do, you're gonna do the Michael Scott thing, take a screenshot and replace your face, <laughs> and then show it to her. <laughs> be like, this could be you and me. Exactly. But I mean, I mean, speaking for myself, I never had a, I never had that like feeling of an illusion of me following this girl. I'm gonna get with her. Like, if like I'm, I, almost, I always had the mentality of. If I have my eyes on a female, I'm a getter. But it was never like an illusion. And it's usually always happened. Like the girl I wanted to fuck with ended up being my girl eventually. But it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a there's a certain group of guys nowadays that are very, uh, that have a low, very low confidence. Oh, definitely. And, 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 and you know, that comes, that might be part of that illusion that you speak of, that they create a fantasy of, oh, she followed me back or, oh, she liked the picture. I got a chance. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very valid. No, very valid. And I and like I said, I've I've talked to girls about this because I've they've talked to me about it. Like they're like, Yeah, I've had this happen to me where like they lose followers over the fact that they might post a picture of their man. You know, so it's like I'm telling you, like you see that where it's like, All right, these guys think like, Oh, I don't have a chance anymore, you know? That's wild though, like in the sense that like I mean, unless you're a girl that's really, really dead ass monetizing mm-hmm. your IG for that reason, mm-hmm. like that shouldn't even be a reason. Like, like there's people that really be getting high off of like how many followers they have, mm-hmm. how many likes they get. Like, don't get me wrong, what bro. I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna front. When I post something, I do be checking like, all right, how many likes did I get? Is there, mm-hmm. is there likes well, coming? Well, well, everybody does. That's everybody the does that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. The person that doesn't like, admit that is lying. But, <laughs> but when it comes to like what you're talking about, like yeah. I'll lose followers if I post. This person, yeah. it's like, geez, yeah, you know, I can get likes, I can understand likes, yeah, you know what I mean. But like, followers that I'm gonna I'm lose followers if I post my man's, like, jeez, yeah. like yeah. my favorite I mean, couple on IG is Melania and Chicklet, like, you know, yeah, I, but see, that's a different story, I, no, definitely. But I'm just saying because like, they presented themselves as, as a, a couple, couple yes. from the very beginning, yeah. right? Yeah, it's all about how you sell yourself definitely. because that's the idea. <laughs> It's funny, bro. I was just watching the Andrew Schultz podcast with uh, with Joe Rogan. And he's like, he's talking about Adele. She's like, yeah, she marketed herself as the fat girl and stuff like it, that. It's true. And now she's like not trying to be that. And now people are shaming her for trying to lose weight. For losing weight. <laughs> yeah. Not, not trying. trying. No, she, she lost weight. And she she's healthy. She looks good, dude. But it's, it's all see, about that, that's how my, you sell yourself that, and market yourself. That, 
that's my issue with this whole thing too. It's like, all right. I mean, not to, not to shift topics, but being the fact that we're talking about body shaming and, and body fat and all that, I feel like we're living in a day where COVID is a big issue. Right. And mm-hmm. o- obesity is one of the conditions that affect people that catch COVID and it, it really sets these people back because of their weight. So I can I could agree with Joe Rogan when he says that we don't talk enough about losing weight and getting healthy and getting in shape so that COVID doesn't hit us yeah. as hard as it's as it has been. You know what I mean? Healthy at all and sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but that's the that's the thing that doesn't make sense. Like yeah. that's yeah. not being healthy. No, that's I mean, just you being, can be, you that's can be... being that's being an enabler. Like, oh, you look fine, but it's like are we really fine inside? Like no, it's I mean, like you could be a skinny person, you could still be unhealthy. Yeah. No, for sure, but that's my. But the chances of somebody that's overweight being more, more unhealthy, definitely. It, I mean, come on, it's well, evident. Being overweight it's, is a risk, and it doesn't. That's not. It doesn't even matter about COVID. It's a risk for anything in life, you right? Know, but just being my, my, but my thing is with um with the COVID thing is that they're not giving us solutions as far as like um how to cure it. We're just giving people like, oh, the vaccine instead of being like, Mass, if you had a yeah. if you had a better lifestyle, you probably wouldn't be going through COVID as bad as somebody, you know, like not that's not speaking truth. you guys. I'm saying just somebody in general. You know no, what I'm saying? Like we diet and we have we referenced episode 22 with John Sally and he says exactly that that you know it's 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 Hispanics and um. But that, that, that goes that are, again yeah. that goes again to like, all right, what can they afford, right? You know, exactly. what can Hispanics afford? Like yeah. sometimes it's cheaper to go to McDonald's and you know, get a a a, a combo for like what, twelve bucks at McDonald's compared to going to the grocery store and actually spending money on groceries. I mean, bro, even at McDonald's a salad is more when expensive you, than a cheeseburger. But if you really add it up, those groceries you buy are going to last you longer than if you keep buying every day um, McDonald's, that $12 meal every day, you're going to save more money in the long run if you're buying groceries rather than even if it's a little bit more money, but you're saving in the long run. Just on that aspect of like, or like let's say you, you're, going to buy, you're going to buy McDonald's every lunch, multiply that by seven every day, you know, mm-hmm. aside actually- from you prepping a lunch you know i'm just speaking from that angle because i i'm going through that myself where it's like damn i should really start packing a lunch because this shit like there's days where i won't even eat lunch mm-hmm. because i'm like nah this is gonna you it's starting to it. hit my it's not even about i have it bro but the accumulation of it starts uh, like you know you, you start looking at your budget at the end of the month like damn like i spent that much on on postmates it's that and, I spent, it's, and it's also oh, like cuz you're doing postmates no i mean it's it's, it's I do that. postmates it's, yeah yeah that, 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 i, I that, do postmates that, that yeah especially cuz that you adds pay, up a lot yeah you pay postmates plus you pay the driver so that's even adding are, up are even you, more by the way do you have the membership with postmates yeah i do okay, that's why i have support. it but then i also trip out because it's like it almost, it's almost like the same thing because you're still says like if you're gonna go on spend money on gas, yeah, you know you're spending your, your gas, gas to money. go get yeah. the food. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like it's a very like weird thing, you know, like to see. Have you guys speaking of Andrew Schultz? Have you guys seen his Netflix special? Yeah, yes. I have. It's really good. It, yeah. It's really good, right? It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I mean, he basically did what he would started doing at the beginning of nah, the year. He did. 
he just rolled it over to Netflix. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> but it, he, he did really gotta... great, though, man. Those dead jokes are hitters, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and he it's, got punchlines for sure. It's, it's just joke after joke after joke, too. It's, yeah. That's why, that's whatever Joe Rogan said, it's a it's an older style of comedy. Now I understand what he means by that. You know what I mean? Well, like, well just, this is... This is what I think uh, Andrew Schultz, to me, I, I compare him to the new age George Carlin. If you guys can see that similarity, um, to me it's striking. The way that he uh, sets up his, his punchlines, the way that he comes across as witty and um, being the voice of reason at the same in, – in a time where we're kind of going through like this – like it's a power trip where all, like these people are saying stuff – to, for us to listen to, but then they're not following by the same stuff that they're supposed to be abiding by. By and then he's saying he's pointing out the obvious, but it's in a George Carlin way. Like it's very yeah blunt and yeah, straightforward. His, I think is his fourth episode where he gets into like the whole politics the, and the, media, the Black Lives Matter yeah. and all that. Yep, Talking about the organization yep. and the movement. I love yeah. that breakdown, bro. People yeah, didn't watch no, that. And people, but you know, it was trip because I, when I was watching, I put that at the barbershop and it was, uh, it was a weird, it was a weird, uh, coincidence that, um, when I put that on there, everybody in the barbershop besides me and the barbers were African-American descent. And when I thought it was going to be, uh, it was kind of going to get uncomfortable and it didn't, nobody said nothing, but everybody was very attentive to what he was saying. And the only reason why I think it would have could have got um, uncomfortable is because Andrew's white Caucasian male, you know, yeah. so his his white privilege is obviously very evident. So it was very Isn't interesting. He, talk about white he does. He does. No, he does. He does talk about white privilege and he talks about how it's not really a privilege. It's the way every human being should be treated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, you know, he breaks it down. Really nice. No, yeah, he does. that's one thing that I liked about every episode he has on that. It's it's just the breakdown of it is is perfect. You know, from coronavirus to the to the politics of it, it was. Yeah. it was. It was and genius. he, I mean, it, it, he's also talked about how like a lot of people didn't, um, you know, see his whole entire thing because they maybe just catch the bits in the beginning, mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh, you started going off about this, and it's like. Yeah, you should have kept watching because then I break this and this down. Yeah. You know, and I like it's when like... start talking about the QAnon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's assumptions. It's just basically yeah. the whole movement is based on assumptions. He's like, but this one is that the, there's a hero, Donald Trump. You know, it's like, it's going to save everything. I'm like, yeah, that yeah. was funny. It's that one was perfect. everything, man. Yeah, and that, that Andrew Schultz was good. And I, like, I would suggest also listening to his podcast with Joe Rogan, This the latest one that he had. Yeah. It's perfect, bro. They, I haven't heard it. I mean, I, I actually listened to his podcast mm -hmm. with Akash, uh -huh. uh, Flagrant 2. That's, dude, every, what is it, every Wednesday? No, every two, Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. But yeah, that one, dude, hilarious. I watch it. I hear it every time. I, I, I just watched. I watch those in the segments that he puts on YouTube. I, I don't. I don't really watch. I, I'm very. I'm a clip guy. I yeah. like synopsis. I don't like watching the whole unless it's very somebody like that. I'm very interested in. Well, I don't actually watch it. I just listen to yeah, it, listen to and it. that and that has to do because I'm at work. So it's just like while I'm at work, well, now, I just have something in my ears. Now that they're on Spotify, wow. I like the fact that you know they're all they're both like at the running at the same time. So even if you don't want to watch the video and you turn off your phone, the audio keeps on running. 
So that's one thing that I like about it being on Spotify now. Um, but yeah, I mean, Joe Rogan's podcast, I, for the most part, I do listen to the clips or watch the clips on YouTube. But um, like you said, if it, unless it's someone really that I want to watch it, and for me, it's I like feel like I've been, I've, been lis- I've I've listened to him less since he left Apple. Yeah, like I don't again, know, like I haven't had so much interest. Well, in... I'll be honest with you, for Joe Rogan, I wasn't listening to every episode back to back. I was listening to the people that again, like they, he depending said, on who he had, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and like then, what the interest he had, and then the clips that have come out on YouTube, I watched that like almost all of them because they're ten minute clips of his podcast, you know? Yeah. I mean? So that's why I'll, I'll watch that, but and it doesn't matter who's who who's on the clip. I'll, I'll most likely watch it just because it's you're usually interesting topics he mm-hmm. pulls out from the from his podcast with that person. So yeah, I mean Andrew Schultz killed it. He's a perfect example of someone that took a shitty year and made it a good one. Yeah, you know he tried to find a way. It's like his stand up comedy was basically done because there is no clubs that he can do it at. You know, and if you ever watch clips that you can find in IG or in YouTube, he's Facebook, really hilarious. A lot on Facebook of his. Yeah, he's really hilarious just to watch, like, what he does at clubs. Yeah. So, it's like, you can't do that. So, then it's like, here's, here, that was the thing that I told you. It's like the garden tend, right? It's like, all right, how do you garden tend what you have, right? Yeah. So, he had... Uh, uh, he had something that was his. His garden was, you know, his comedy. So it's like, okay, how do I grow this? How do I tend this? And what did he do? He connected with his friends. Yeah, he right? said that he went... Everything that he's done, like the whole, the, vi- the videos, everything, his friends helped him. So now it's like, he, he was like, I got to get fed. My friends also got to get fed, right? And it's a, it was a collective of mm-hmm. friends coming together and being like, let's grow this, let's do something he with it. He talks about that on the podcast. And they, how... they, they didn't expect for it to become what it's become. Yeah. But now they're all being fed because they were like, all right, let's just work at this. This mm-hmm. garden tent, what we have. Like, you know, one friend is good at this. The other friend is good at the other thing. And it's like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, right. And he was all, he, you have to you have you have to create interdependence within your group. Definitely, and he yeah. was he was like all I was looking for was competent people, you know. Yeah, people, people who are willing to to work at it. Up, people like, who are willing to actually do stuff. I think he was saying the the Netflix videos that we're seeing, mm-hmm. the guy learned Premiere Pro a night before it had to be uploaded. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous, bro. Yeah. I had to right now, like this weekend, I had to learn video editing. And I was kind of overwhelmed, and I had, you know, more or less, kind of like what he had to do, learn it overnight and do it. And I'm like, dude, what he did was amazing, you know. What I did was basic, but, yeah, you it's, know, it's just it's not, it's, competent it's, it's people, not that it's, it's not that hard. You just, I feel like in anything that you do, it's, it looks like a challenge at first, but if you just stay at it and consistent, because same thing with you editing. We were talking about this earlier. I've been at editing for a few months now, and I'm finally getting the hang of it. Like no, definitely. Where I'm I, like, I, I was. I mean, I successfully made the video. I uploaded them. They're 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 what they need to be. But um, yeah, I for mean, what just, for, for church? Yeah, and um, because yeah, for for reasons that you know, people got sick and like had to kind of take over. But um, ba- basically, the reason being was just like throwing yourself into that deep end, and just being willing to do it. Yeah, it's like I could have told them, dude, I don't know this video editing software. Yeah. Like you're gonna have to find someone. But I was like, nah. I have it on my computer. I have the videos. I have it. Let me just do it. You know, I'm yep. gonna need it for this podcast yep. eventually. So, yeah. and that's what I told you when you told me. I, I was I like, did it. I, I did the same thing. Yep. 
I was like, you know, like this can help you grow. Like mm-hmm. whatever you learn from this can help you later on. It's like, you, you, like what tools it's gonna give Dude, you. You don't know. And this whole year, man, that's one thing that I, that this year kind of again since COVID started and we had to stop indoor in person services. It pushed me to deep end. All right, now you have to learn about live streaming. You have to learn about video, like, you know, about the video software that we had, you know, and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, dude, it's either you're going to sink or swim. And the best thing you could do when you get pushed into the deep end is dog paddle, my guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, go and, forward. Go you know, forward. And yeah. that's that's the best thing that I've been doing. And um, now I feel like, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to get to that point because I'm not backstroking in the mm-hmm. water yet. I'm still like you know swimming in there, but I'm not backstroking, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't sinking. At nah, least you're floating. Exactly. Yeah, that's you're the floating. Point, you know? Yeah. So that, that's kind of what like, I see. It's like me, like when the whole thing happened, you know, and when I help you with with lights, the little that I know. It's like what I came up to you and I was like, all right, look, I, I figured out how to do this. I figured out how to do that, you know, and I was teaching you so that you know as well how to do it. And it was all about like, all right, I was. Like we have, I have to learn this so like to help, right? So it's like, all right, here we go. Like here's this, here's that. You know, can I improve more on it? Definitely, mm-hmm. you know. But it, it it's like what I what we've accomplished with it with li- little you know knowledge we have that we've gained you and I yeah. on it. It's like we've been able to be successful with it. Exactly, you know. And then you just got to build on it from there. Um, but yeah, just kind of turning cornered a little bit. I want to go to our our, uh, our favorite thing that we all have in common here is a beautiful three-lettered organization, the UFC. <laughs> need to ask you guys. <laughs> what do you need to ask us about? What it? was your favorite fight of the year? Oh, man. Favorite fight. I'm not saying what was the fight of the year. What was your oh, favorite fight? Oh, my what was favorite your fight. favorite fight? What was one that you enjoyed that stuck out like a sore throat to you? Robert Whitaker versus Darren Till. Because that stomp, bro, mm. that Robert Whitaker does on Darren Till, oh, man, that that fight was so tactical. And, and it's like hearing Darren Till just talk about, like, hey, all I have is a left arm. Yeah. I don't have anything else. Yeah. And it's just the way Whitaker stopped him. Yeah. Ah, that, was, that was one of my favorite fights. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Damn, for me, I would have to say it'd be that that uh, that Paulo Costa fight versus uh versus Adesanya, man. For me, like just the technicality, just to see, of it, it, just to see Izzy take him out and hump him. Yeah, no, nah, I mean for me, it was the technicality <laughs> of it, bro. Like um, one thing that I started appreciating a lot more of, of UFC was seeing people that can get into a, a cage where it's just it's just chaos, bro. It's like mm-hmm. you're going into a, 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 a octagon to just Basically, if you will, fight someone to the death type of thing, you know? Yeah. You know, and then but you and then you can still find someone that's technical and efficient with their with their, you know, because I've I've seen people there that they can take a punch and they're just and they're just throwing they're their they're just throwing back, their arms, yeah. you know, you just but yeah. when you're able to see the beauty of striking mm-hmm. in someone like Adesanya and someone like Conor McGregor, it's like it's a whole different uh thing you're watching. It's like yeah. art in front of your face but yeah it's building appreciation for it you know so something like like Adesanya bro he just picked the guy apart you know like just completely and the the whole the whole assumption was this gigantic Hulk like figure is gonna take this skinny guy out you know what I mean just cause of his power and his you know his, and his monstrosity it's like so to me that that fight like that 
I like fights that are just super technical like that. Um, not super technical, but in the sense that you have one brute force coming at you with everything, and then you have a technical one that's just like, like evading the whole thing. You know what I mean? Um, that's why I'm so looking forward to, to Connor versus Poirier next month because, again, man, like Poirier was coming in the who, first fight. Who did, oh man, who did Poirier fight? That was a good fight too. Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker. But yeah. See, that's a that's an example of of. Two guys just kind of thrown at each other. Yeah, like, that was a brawl. You know dude. what I mean? That was a brawl. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, It yeah. wasn't really a, a technicality, and I like it. Don't get me wrong. That, that was yeah. a dope ass fight. Just again with, with like um, the Chinese girl, uh, Weiling Zhang, Zhang Weili, and um, Joanna Young Jaychik. Yeah. Another, for me, I think that was the fight of the year. If mm. if, if they had to give an award out, I th- I would make that the fight of the year. Mm. It was a championship fight, you know, and they left it all out there, you know. Yeah. You know, so and and and. The way that that Joanna's hematoma came in and she kept fighting too, that's amazing. Um, so I would have to say that was the fight of the year for me. Like, if you're giving an award out, but my favorite fight would be the, the Izzy versus uh, Paula Costa fight. Um, what about you? What was your favorite fight, Enzo? Um, I was gonna say that that your that um, what's that one? The, the fight you just mentioned. Um, Poor year, two females. Oh, okay. nah, the two. Oh, I mean, those are three fights right there. Okay, Poirier, I mean, Dan Hooker. I, I'm, first, I'm asking you your favorite fight. Which fight stood out to you? I'm not asking you like it's, the best it, fight. These are the th- these are the three that stood out that I can't even pick between the three because they were that they were that crazy. I'm surprised he didn't two- say Moreno versus Figueroa because he liked that All one right, too. I, I, I'm not even finished. So <laughs> it's, it, it's the it's the two chicks, uh, the Korean chick and um, no, the Chinese chick and um, Joanna. Yeah. Um. Dan Hooker and Poirier and um, Moreno and what's his face? Figueroa. Those three. Yeah, those three right there, bro. So it's it's hard to pick from to to be like the fight of the year that I was like, yeah, it's my favorite fight. I was yeah, like, I fuck yeah, that. you I know. Think, so I think those are the three that they're picking from, if anything. <laughs> you know. But um, all right. Now I'm about to say what fighter stood out to you guys. If there's one fighter that you can say out of the whole year, you know. You like oh this fighter became like a favorite fighter of mine or I like this fighter I want to see his progression next year which one did you say stood out to you man we, we're talking about female or male what whatever whatever it doesn't or have to can be can we do both or if what? you want to do both bro go for it uh well female you know Tracy Cortez I have to agree with you there uh mm-hmm. you know coming out from the contender series and then actually fighting in Brazil you know and then actually uh, you're seeing her win it's she's becoming a very interesting fighter. Um, and then with within the males, I mean, dude, for me, and it's just because he's my favorite, to be honest, is Francis Ngannou. Mm-hmm. It's just that power, bro. Yeah. And then that raw we, power. we only got to say that guy fight once this year. Yeah, man. Like, um, I would like to see. Was it? He's not really technical. He fought Rosenstrike this year, right? Yeah, that's the only he one. Yeah. He's not really technical. I mean, he's trying to get it, like, to be more technical. But it's you see that guy and you're just like, damn. Yeah, I pre-practice on combos. Oh, <laughs> dude, you got to see that fight. Like, After that interview, just really swung and you're your like, arms. dude, you just swung your arms, dude. He's like, I've been practicing in my cap. <laughs> he's like such a big guy, but you can hear like the softness, softness in his voice. Yeah, the softest voice. Dude. Yeah, man. Um, so you said Tracy Cortez and, and, and Francis. Francis. I mean, for me, an improvement it would be Tracy. Okay. But I mean, and guys, is I have to say Francis just because he's one of my favorites. 
Yeah, man. I mean, for me... What about you, Marizio? That one's difficult, dude. I would have to agree with the Tracy one because just more and more she's... She, I mean, for, at first, it was like she's like a pretty face to me, but then I started to see her fight more, and I'm like, yeah, she she brings something to the octagon, you know? And I think I believe, like we said, she's going up in weight, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that. So I would have to say she's uh, someone that stood out to me this year as far as a female is concerned. Um, man, it, it's it's difficult in this in this in the the whole the, when you're talking about the male fighter because the two obvious ones are Kamzad Jemayev, you know, and then Kevin Holland. Um, that was but, that was my guy, as you said, your favorite fight of the year, right? Uh, like the, the one that just the one that fighter. stood out to you, you you have to say the one that you would have to say I want to see him fight again next year, like for sure, like that's something that that I want to do. Um, man, for Kevin Holland, I, I would have to yeah. In his last couple of fights, that guy has um, really done something different. I have to say, you know, even up against someone like uh, Jack Ray Sosa this last time, it was it was really really um, you you'd have to say pretty interesting, you know. Um, one one person that I, I would have to say that I'm just interested to see what's going to be the next move for him. I wouldn't say that it stood out to me because I'm still trying to think about that. But just because of what he, what he did recently, uh, Jose Aldo, man, I want to see if he does get that Bantamweight gold. It's very interesting to me in that sense because it's like this guy was the featherweight king for like, I want to say 12 years or something like that. You know, and for him to lose that and then just be in limbo for like almost a couple years, I think, He's finally caught that wind, and he didn't have like a fight where like he was losing badly. Like, he he had a good fight this last one around, but uh, jeez, man, this one's crossing my head really hard right now. You set it up, man, and I knew that was a difficult question as soon as you asked it. It is. <laughs> I want to say I want to say that it's um, jeez, okay. I want to say it's that guy Buckley because he, ha- he he's also the only one that I f- the only fight that he had this year that I feel like kind of was a stomping for him was against Kevin Holland. Besides that, he had arguably the knockout of the year. And, you know, besides that, he, he put in work. Um, You know what I'm talking about? The Joaquin Buckley, the guy that, yeah. that caught the, the kick, or that mm-hmm. they caught his kick. Yeah. And he turns around and just... And kicks him, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the face, so... Mm-hmm. That one where that's like, sp- that spin that he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that that guy would have to, I would say, stood out to me a little more. Um... Because shit, this year's been just been crazy. But one thing that I like is that we still got a shitload of UFC fights, man. Like, I don't even know how many events it was exactly. Uh, you haven't events. even talked about this, but the fact that ABC—it's coming back to ABC. I mean, um, I think it's never been on ABC. Actually, it's they need the first, money. It's gonna be the first time it's on ABC. They need money. They need a lot more. Um, but did you see what actually would happen? What? Uh, Bob Iger said that Conor McGregor generated like five million subscribers. Oh yeah, Disney for Plus. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so it's so, just like they're not stupid. Yeah, it's like it's a trickling effect. Now well, that's how I told it's you. It's like Disney. It's, yeah. yeah, it's Disney. ABC's Disney. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a this what what what's this is the first time it goes on ABC, so that like basically the whole nation can watch this. Yeah, but well, it's um, already on ESPN, which is also owned by Disney. So it's just you're yeah. giving it now to the general public. But as well. like the last time that it was like on like you could say public television type of thing, it was when the UFC had its deal with Fox and it came out on Fox. Fox, yep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that was actually that one was of the like first... one of the last fights was Cain uh, Velasquez when he was on heavyweight champ. Yeah, yeah, he, he and then lost one of the, the last ones champ. when he lost when he lost it on Fox too. Yeah, he lost it on Fox, and then whenever the first ESPN card was, he was on that card and he lost to Francis Ngannou. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, the last time that happened was when they were on Fox, and but they they fought on Fox a couple of times. But I remember the first time I saw UFC on Fox, and I remember at the time we didn't have cable. Um, it was Nate Diaz fighting for the lightweight title against Benson Henderson, and man, that was a crazy fight too. Um, but yeah, I mean. One thing that that's gonna happen is that that fight. I think it's gonna be Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater for the nice not, not for a title or anything like that. But it's gonna be on that uh, on ABC. And I think on Wednesday of that same week, Kamzat Jamai was gonna fight Leon Edwards. Oh, so they're posting good fights on it. Just in that week, from the yeah. 16th to the 23rd, there's gonna be three events. And then on the 23rd, it's Connor versus um versus Poria right there. So they're building it up really nice. Yeah, I mean they're they're building it hard, and you know. Connor looks like he's like in great shape as well. Um, I, I, you guys honestly, like Bald Connor? I, I mean, when I see Bald Connor, I, I see more of a I determined. Connor? I'd see more of a determined Connor and, and whatnot because we gotta ask Enzo his his favorites. He said he said it was Kevin Holland. Then the, did he choose anything for the female? Oh, uh, Kevin, Kevin Holland. Uh, I mean, I would say Kevin Holland. Um, Moreno surprised me this year. He's impressive yeah. to, to walk through, you know, the champ like that. That's going to be an um, interesting rematch. Dan, Dan Hooker also did a lot of improving this year, even though, you know, he's not where he wants to be. But that kid, that kid got heart. Um, who else? That, uh, yo, when was, no, that was a few years ago. I'm tripping. Uh, when uh when that kid uh, knocked out the Korean zombie, oh, he didn't yeah, fight this Rodriguez. year though, huh? Yeah, yeah, he didn't fight this year though, huh? Nah, he was supposed to, and then he had like, he, he, I think he recently got popped, or I think he got popped for some steroids. Or yeah, it was some steroids, right, right. Yeah, and then I was, mm-hmm. I was saying so. he had that that he went to Canelo and had some tacos. <laughs> um, no, it's one person up. that I completely forgot about. Um, and he he was the last fight to happen, like right before. This is my dad. Huh? Was uh, no, he did it tomorrow. Uh, Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. I have to say, is another fighter that stood out to me this year. Oh well, he stood out just um, taking out this year. But before Tony Ferguson, he yeah. fought Kevin Lee, and he dismantled Kevin Lee as well. You know what I mean? Yo, and, he and did. Was, hey, but and he's very under. He's very um, underrated. No, he is. And but again, Charles Oliveira was one of these fighters that I told you, Manny, that he was the first person that I saw. Not the first person, but the first Brazilian that I saw that like you can be getting, you know, beat up in the first round, and then you just come out and you get, grab the hold of somebody and you submit them. I think he has the most submissions in the UFC. He right does. Now. He does. You know. So and then what he did to Tony Ferguson, bro. I don't know how Tony Ferguson doesn't tap to that armbar. That was, like, the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, he's double-jointed, I believe. That's why he was able to, uh, like, outlast it. Straight out the ghetto or what? (laughs) What, you know? Uh, Two pieces of ham. Two pieces of ham, No mayo, none. That's the driest shit ever, bro. Mortadella, bro. Add some flavor, bro. For real. (laughs) But, yeah. um, I'm lazy right now, to be honest with you. Um... Yeah, and then I, I heard that also uh, Israel Asanya is gonna fight Jan Blakovich in in March for the mm. uh, for the title as well. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So I mean, he's gonna go up and way and fight there. That, that's the crazy thing too, because um, you thought you guys think Kevin Holland and, and, and is he's gonna happen next year? I think so. It, it all depends on what happens with with John Jones, man. And and at the same time, it's like 
I don't see John gaining all this weight to just drop to 205 to fight Izzy. But then again, but the th- then Izzy said he would go up to fight him. Yeah, and that's the thing. Izzy's about a if Izzy wins that title, the light heavyweight title, it it, it makes a strong argument for John Jones to cut that weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And to do that, and and Izzy can get what he wants and and fight John Jones in in the Vegas Stadium and all that. Um, but it all depends if he wins that title, man. And um, the next thing too is they're looking at uh, basically when Francis is gonna fight Stipe for the title. Because once they get that and they get a winner of that, John Jones is, there, is deserving of a, of a of a heavyweight belt. Well, that's and I they, think they want to build that uh, Francis Ngannou versus uh, John Jones. And I think what they've happens... Been, they've been trying to hide yeah, that. I yeah, I think what happens is this. If Izzy wins the title, I don't think they immediately line up a John Jones fight. I think John Jones gets to fight at heavyweight. And let's say he wins that title... Um, then he then he'll drop down to go fight Izzy, and then he'll have the opportunity to become a two weight champion. You know what I mean? And I, that's the way I see things play out. But it's all if ends and buts. Yeah, it's if Izzy wins. It's if you know. Yeah. Because think about this: if I, I I see it, if if um I think John Jones can beat Stipe or Francis. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. No, no, because he's more technical, and that's what I said. Uh, I, I think he would have a, a little bit of harder time with Stipe just because Stipe is, you know, he, he can be very technical. But when you're talking about Francis, you're just talking about power. But I know? think, I think, I think he'd have, I think he'd have more power, more, more of a problem with Francis because I think, um, I just think the technicality of John Jones will, I think he'll completely destroy Stipe. Mm. He'll make Stipe look like nothing, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Because of his age or. Nah, I mean, just John Jones is a long ass motherfucker, bro. Like that guy. I don't. I don't know. I don't think we. I don't think John Jones, who he the caliber, the fighter that he used to be, and I don't think we can underestimate Stipe. Well, for well, me, I'm like take, I said, I'm I think a, he would have a hard time I'm, with Stipe. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take what John Jones said about his last three, four fights at light heavyweight. He said he didn't feel threatened at all by these people. You know what I mean? And I agree with that because he's he walked through these people. The only person that he arguably didn't was Dominic Reyes. Yeah. Um, but even then he was like, I wasn't scared of these guys, so I fought like shit. Now you have someone in the like I and I'm and I know he has respect for Stipe and Francis, but I just mm-hmm. think that a, a folk like kinda how we say a, a, a determined Connor, you know, a motivated yeah. Connor can beat anybody. The same thing with someone like John Jones. Like I think that you give him the opportunity to get become legit GOAT status because right now you've seen how he's been offended by them saying that Khabib is the GOAT Yeah, by mentioning other people. He's like, this guy, yeah, he's 29-0, but how many times has he, like, you know, he was trying to point out how many times he actually defended him against, like, top-level, you know, uh, uh, competition. Because he's only fought them once. He he did, like, well, the Mayweather. Yeah, only once. Where he would fight them only once and then that's Only once and then then after that, he, he only defended his title... I think twice. Yeah. While John Jones has been defending his title since he was 22 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like for you to overshadow him, I can see where he means that. But then um, you get that, you get the, um, that, that fight where he can become a light heavyweight champion. I, I just feel like his, his technicalness, like if he takes down Stipe, he's going to fuck him up. His ground and pound is way better than Stipe's. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Stand up, I I don't think he he handles it. I mean, he got knocked out by by Daniel Cormier. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I think John Jones will be able to to to, to outstrike him way for, more. For than... me, it's just uh, I I I think 
that John Jones beats him, definitely. I was just saying he would have a little bit of a harder time if you're talking about, like, what's easier for him to take out. I feel like he could take out Francis faster than he can take out Stipe. And it's like, because Francis is just power. He's not really technical, technical, to be honest. He's learning that, definitely. And he's trying to improve his game. But he's really about power. No doubt. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, and when you're talking about John Jones, who's, yes, he has power, but he's very technical. Do you know, at the end of the day, and we've talked about this with Izzy, where it's not about power, it's about your position. It's about, you know, how do you use your speed and be precise in what you're doing to take down your enemy, right? Well, I mean, the best guy that does it is Khabib, right? Yeah. I, I think, though, that someone like Francis, bro, I, I get what you mean about having trouble, uh, more trouble with Stipe because yeah. he's just more. That's elusive all I'm on other saying. Things. I'm not saying that Stipe is gonna beat him. I'm just. Saying I just he think would have that, bro. You get hit by that power, dog. Especially someone coming up from light heavyweight. Dog, I don't know, bro. Like, well, yeah, know, it, it, yeah. If Francis does land one, I'm sure it could know. be lights out. And that's the thing too, bro. Yeah. Like. This guy is like made out of freaking steel. Like even if I see John Jones, like oh I'm a, I'm gonna pick him apart. I'm a leg kick him. Like that leg kick ain't doing shit to that, bro. In my opinion, like this guy, you you see where Francis was raised and born and yeah, raised. Like yeah. no, you're not doing nothing to those legs, bro. You know what I mean? So he goes I just, back there just to shovel dirt, bro. I just think that yeah, I just think that um John Jones, man, he gets touched by Francis. That's <laughs> that's scary, bro. I think he gets touched by by Stipe. He eats that, you know. Mm. That's why I feel like and I, don't, that, I just don't. And that, and that has to do with. I age. just don't feel like Stipe yeah. is a threat as much as Francis Cause, is. Because he's that it's that age, and I go back to that. He's already pretty old. Stipe, no, Stipe and him are the same age. Stipe and John Jones are like basically the same age. I think Stipe maybe have a year or two on him, mm-hmm. maybe, but they're more or less the same age. But um. Man, what I want to see, though, is... Because this is what Khabib said, actually, today. Excuse me. He said that he sees the winner of Conor versus Poirier having the lightweight title. Mm-hmm. No, he said that they're going to get the light. They're going to get that. That's what I'm saying. Like, one of those... Whoever wins is going to become the lightweight champion. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of saying he's going to vacate his... Or they're going to strip his title or they're going to vacate it? He's going to vacate it. Because mm. he's retired, right. but they haven't stripped him and he hasn't vacated the title. Yeah. And, nah, and, he's not. He's coming back, guys. He's coming back. I mean, I, I, at the same time, I saw a picture today of GSP in amazing shape. So, I, that's the only fight I see him coming back for. I don't see him coming back to fight Poirier or Connor or Justin or even Tony at this point or even Charles Oliveira. I don't see that happening. I, the only only person I see but him fighting. Does GSP even want to go to that weight? That's the thing. I think that for the money that he's gonna get for that fight, for the you know, just I think I think GSP does it. I think so. To drop down on that way, that's I think drastic. You would. I think you would. Hmm. It, it is drastic. I, I don't. Agree, I don't disagree with you. I just think. I mean, it's bro. It's drastic for Khabib to drop the way he does. Mm-hmm. Khabib walks around at like one eighty, bro, one eighty five, and he drops down all that way. That's why every time he co- he has to he has to fight, he literally like kills himself more than any other fighter, bro, in the one in the in the lightweight in the lightweight division because he is cutting so much weight. That's why when he gets in there people are are, are are like shocked at how powerful he is because he's rehydrated himself and he's back at walking around at like 180 you know mm-hmm. what I mean so that's why 
I, I think GSP would be that because I think they're they're evenly matched in that sense that they're both gonna drop down like the exact same amount of weight to get to that to that and it's for for Khabib that's the only fight that makes sense mm-hmm. you know unless like he said Connor comes back and goes on like a five streak win streak that's the only time he's gonna like all right I'll fight this guy again mm-hmm. but I think we're never gonna see that again you know yeah but you know that's that's really what I see about that. Um, since we're on the sports thing, I'm gonna talk about the Lakers right now. Since we briefly touched about Fucking it, the beginning. they lost uh, today, guys. Lost today. That's fine, bro. It's three game four in this. this See, en- Enzo's like me, bro. They lost today, man. <laughs> Enzo's like me. I was nah, cussing at the I, TV. I'm just, I was, I was I, no, I don't even. Watch, I'm not even. I don't even. I haven't been really up to these games. My whole thing about losing this is, um, my I don't like the Lakers losing games. After we talk shit about Clippers losing the way they do, yeah, but that because wasn't bro, a blowout. We, we, we that wasn't a blowout. It's not a blowout. This was a tight yeah, game. It I didn't know. It, it's not a blowout. It's not a blowout. But an L is an L, and that's ammunition for them to be like, "Yo, y'all, we y'all lost too, y'all." You know what I'm saying? So it's like, my thing is, I you want I want this Enzo, team to get the bench rolling and get that shit. You know, yeah, like. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but I, I didn't even want to give the Clippers the time of the day in this podcast today. They don't deserve it, so I'm gonna move on from that. Nah, one. but what the fuck? What do you mean time of the day, bro? That's like historic blowout. Like that, we still have to talk about that. Uh, I'm gonna is. talk about the blowout, but in no way there's there's no shit talking. That I'm the speaking Clippers... about the I'm speaking about the Clipper fans, bro. That like they're the ones I that can always bro. They are irrelevant, dog. They, Clipper fans are man. I don't, don't, don't get me started with these. What you What you mean? They're not irrelevant. They're in the city. They're they're irrelevant, bro. You, they have to they have to walk out with. Have you seen Clipper gear lately? No, they're all it's all on sale. First of all, um, number two, no, bro. Just I'm sorry. Just Clipper fans have lost their credibility until the playoffs. If they get once they get to the playoffs and you know they get past the second round, then they can talk. But from now to then, they cannot talk. I don't care if the Lakers lose. You know, they just can't talk, bro. I don't want to hear it. You know, when it comes to Clippers, I'm 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 gonna tell you as a as a as a a Laker fan that's uh, realistic and knows that anything can happen. Um, we gotta still, you know, take it. That's what I'm saying. Take take this championship, like, and they've made it past the second round. They've lost credibility. I know that it's possible of them winning a championship. It is. But at the same time, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. Nah. I see the Celtics. I give the Celtics only way a they much can better win a chance champion, of winning a championship can, this year. Only way they can win a championship is, is the Lakers get hurt, and that's why I'm saying we gotta I, chill about I, this I whole. I still don't see that. Happening. We got I rather, I rather just stay quiet. What you mean, bro? If, if the Lakers, if, the, if someone in the Lakers gets injured, knock on LeBron wood. Right now, keeps, LeBron keeps. LeBron keeps like you know. I keep getting notification where he's like, "Oh, rolled ankle. Oh, he's questionable." All you this know why? Stuff I'm like, you know what that he's is? He's 36 years old. You know what that is? First of all, that's 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 the season starting this close to when it ended, and that's. That's load management. That's what I'm gonna tell you about that. Not know? only that, my boy, he's older. Yeah, he is. He's not gonna last forever. And my 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 point is that if the Lakers let's say something, God forbid, would happen to before Davis before or before Kobe's Achilles tore, he was 36, right? Something like that. No, he wasn't 36. Like 30, 34, and he was playing out of his mind. Remember? Yes, the, but the only team that I think is gonna come out the West to win the championship this year, I think, would be the Trailblazers. I don't, I don't I don't know. I just still don't give it to the, nah. to, to the Clippers, bro. 
Denver, Denver can still noise. make some noise, bro. Denver, have you seen how much they've sucked these past couple of games? You know how they're many people they lost? They, they, they've lost so much defense this, this season. Like two, They're still 2-1, though. It's the, the beginning game. of the season. You just said that. The Nuggets, though, that's one team that I do not, I do not see it in them. I would have to say it's, it's, it's the, the Trailblazers. They've been together longer, um, and dude, just statement literally, bro. That you, you see, we've seen it tonight, man. That boy turns it up, and it's a whole different thing. Um, but I don't know with the Clippers, bro. Like I said, I just don't want to hear about them because they just lost their credibility. They talk. They see if you're talking about someone that talked. That's that's their look that's, how hot they came out when they played us on the opening game. Not even right? that, bro. That's what I'm saying. They came out like re- that, bro. Not even they that, bro. came out really hot. Look, now, hold on. Let me end my point. Let me end my point. They came out really hot, you know, against us, right? Just to like end all the shit talking. But then in that blowout, Kawhi is out and they don't have anybody. And Paul George right. doesn't step it up. Where's his hotness that he had on the night when he was against the Lakers? Pandemic P. Um. Again, bro, they've lost their credibility. Because last year, the people who were talking was was the Clippers. They're going to the championship. They're going to win. The Lakers are too old. You I don't know, think the Clippers, I don't think it was necessarily the Clippers talking. It was more like the media was crowning them. That's oh, no. why. Oh, no. That's it was, what we're it was, saying. It was, it was the Clippers it's the as well, media bro. was our, from day one. The Clippers the weren't. Was it was like, the media, oh, bro. It's, it's the Clippers going to win it. Bro. Yeah, got, bro. It was the media. Patrick it was the team, bro. Patrick Beverly is one of these people that was like. I never heard him say he, they're going to the finals, bro. I never heard him say it verbatim. I heard the media say that they were projecting them to go to the finals and power rankings and whatnot. But he, they, he, they, the Clippers never said that themselves. Like, yeah, we're going to the finals. Bro, they were one of the teams that wanted to back out of the bubble. Don't forget that. So did the Lakers. And who won it? That's my point. That's my point. Credibility for the for the Clippers for me has has gone out. But the they never they and, and never then, said and that. And then again, but they never, when you started talking about this, you were talking about Clipper fans. So like, Clipper fans have lost their credibility. So exactly. I don't care about them Clipper at all. Fans, bro. So yeah, Clipper, Clipper fans have lost credibility. Are, Clipper, but you know it's what? Like, you, it's do you know where the Clippers lost their credibility? Do you want to know where they lost their credibility? Do you want to know where they? Do you know where they? We know where the Clipper team, not the fans, but do you know where the Clipper team lost their credibility? Do you know when? Blowing a three-one lead. Exactly. So there you go. <laughs> but, in this, in the second round, for like the like fifth straight year that they're there, they, they bro, I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. The Lakers done it too, bro, against the Suns when the Kobe was in the Lakers. And who was Kobe's running mate then? Let's not let's not compare. Lamar Odom. Let's not compare Kawhi Leonard and, and La, Lamar Odom. And, Lamar Odom was the the running mate. And, and was Lamar still, Odom was Lamar Odom and, was has Lamar ever Lamar Odom ever been considered a star like a franchise player that you're giving? He was an all star. An all star. He was an all star. That that would. Look, look, look. First of all, Lamar star. Odom is like Chris Middleton. And they weren't paying, and they weren't paying, and they weren't, no, you tripping. Yes, Come on, like Chris Lamar, Middleton. Lamar, Lamar Odom won a championship, bro. Two at that. You tripping right now, bro. What I'm, you I'm, about? I'm, I'm, but we're talking about in that, and back then, though. Because uh, at that moment, he and, had not won championships then. Did the Lakers, they had not won championships then. They were not, they had not won championships then. Did the Lakers not blow a 3 1 lead? They had they they didn't pull it with three one lead against the Suns. They lost five to one. I mean, it was it was a five game series. How's that? That's three? even worse, bro. What do you mean it's not? Fun? They they haven't had five eight game series in the in in for the for the NBA since the early two, since before the two thousands, bro. What are you talking about? It was it was a five game series. They lost four to one. No, it how was that? How was that blowing three to one? No, it wasn't, bro. It was three one. They lost three one series to the bro. Suns. Yes, to the Suns. Whenever Kobe hit that that, that shot in the white jerseys. 
Yes, sure about that, that? Yes. Okay, let's look that up right now. Suns, Lakers, what was that? 2006. Right here, pulling it up. Western Conference Finals. Three went that Lakers in seven games after fighting back. Bro. Yeah, you're not wrong. Bro, you're a kid, nigga. You were, how old were you when that happened? In 06, I know there was a year that you? they went four, five games with them. That's how it. old were you when this happened? I was 10 years old. I was watching it with you, bro. Exactly. So what are you talking about? That's why I'm like, like but you're look, tripping. What you're you had to Google to, it. I lived it. My, what I'm trying to point out is that at that point, Lamar Odom was not a two-time champion. He was like a Chris Middleton type player. And then we're trying to compare he was that not, team. Bro. You're trying Lamar to compare, Odom. You're trying Lamar to compare. Odom is way better in another lifetime. How are you putting Chris Middleton like? Like because I'm talking about the, at the time in 2006. You're Chris talking Middleton about, is known for a three-point specialist. He's, and and Lamar is a all-around player that can that a, a seven-footer that can dribble the ball, a point guard. My comparison to him with Chris Middleton was that he was he wasn't elevating Kobe to the next level. You know what I mean? He wasn't. Kobe was elevating he wasn't, him. Yes, exactly. And that's what 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 in a sense so Chris Middleton is, Chris is around Giannis. And and you're comparing Chris, that to you're comparing the 2006 Lakers to the to the 2020 Clippers. The 2020 Clippers that have Kawhi Leonard and 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 Paul George. I don't think that uh, But this Paul, is my I, thing. This is this is my thing with you though. You're making this is why I say we got to tread lightly with this because we can't blow it up and be like, okay, they lost one regular season, the worst loss, but it's a regular season game. Now, if they got blown out like that in the playoffs, it's they different. did. They did. They, I think it was like forty, but it wasn't 50? like fifty-one. Not, not, I don't. Th- I'm not saying the, the 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 deficit of the points. It's still a lot. I say three late, one, losing three-one is. I think is just as bad as losing by fifty points. And the Lakers lost the same thing to me. I agree. But yesterday, okay. we, we, so you, the, you proved my, me wrong on that so one. Yesterday, 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 who did they have their full squad? You proved me wrong on that one. But when we're talking did about, they, have, did they, they did not have their full squad. But we're they talking, don't have, they don't so have Morris, and they don't have. But when Kawhi. we're talking about a three-one blown lead, we're com- again we're comparing the 2006 Lakers to the two to the to the 2020 Clippers. Which one do you think is a better squad on paper? If we're, if we're, we're on paper, for sure, it's 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 um the Clippers. It's um, but at the same time, I would say. They both have only one team has a guy that's won. Both teams have one guy that's won a championship, which is Kawhi and Kobe. Okay, and, right? and and was, so was that's that kind of like right. That's why my, it my out. comparison like, to Lamar is to to Paul George and Lamar is was Lamar. No, you uh, said you. My point is when, when I'm talking about when you're talking about like the players that they had around him. Paul George, how much? What was his contract no, worth you, right you now? You compared his Lamar. You compared Lamar Odom to Chris Middleton. Not I'm Paul talking George. about. I'm, yeah, what I'm, what I'm talking about right now is when I'm comparing Lamar Odom. Okay, so now you're comparing Odom, Paul George. Because when to, we're talking about at first, we're talking about Lamar Odom not being an all star and not being like that franchise player. I said player, he was. That I franchise said he player. Was. He was always falling potential. He always was like a double double player that back then was falling short of the potential because when he was in the East Coast, he wasn't all star. When he was in Miami, he was an all-star. But my point is that Lamar was never given that contract where he's, like, expected to carry a team. And the Clippers have two of those players. And that's why my whole thing is they went to the, they went to the playoffs, they went to that, all that, and then they blew a 3-1 lead against the Nuggets. But and you do have to, you have to also put into account that the, the climate in which the league is now is 
uh, they're throwing money out to anybody, bro. Like, everybody's getting bread, bro. Come on, Kuzma, you think Kuzma, like, not to shit on him, but is he worth $40 million? Over how many with years, the production, With the production that he gave us? Over how many years, though? He got three, $40 million in three years, didn't he? Three with years, a third-year option. Something like that. Um, I mean, when I see things like that, for example, and I agree with you with as far as them throwing money out there, they just throwing money out there, bro, because because four year contract, one hundred and ninety million. Yeah, and, and that's he his got second, that. He, that's his second max deal he gets. But he, he got, got a max that deal because, in OKC as well. But bro, he's getting that because that's the climate that the NBA is in now. Back then, it was like strict, stricter regulations on how much they could pay these athletes. It was not where, where it's at now. Now they have TV money. It's a whole different ball game, bro. Yeah, I, I just I feel personally that th- that remember the- Isaiah Thomas wanted to get paid, and then like he was one of the dudes that was like he wanted to get paid because he knew that the teams had it, but he just got hurt bad timing. But other dudes in that same time. Started getting paid like they started getting paid around 2015 is when they just, like this real money where you were if you were like a third string you were getting paid bro yeah where back then it was like vet minimums to three million maybe now it's like oh you'd say ten million you're set yeah uh, my and I I agree with you there because um who was it there was a I, th- I mean the Lakers gave a ridiculous contract to Timothy Mozgov in that time come on. Bro and Luau Deng. Yeah. And then I heard I heard something about the reason why they got these contracts was because who was the who was the guy from the Lakers? What's his name? Um the brother. Joey Bus. Joey Bus. Nah, the other dude. Jim Jimmy Bus, yeah. The guy the guy that was in charge of the Lakers before Jeannie Bus. Yeah, was Jim Joe Bus. Nah. Jim. Jim. Oh, Jim Bus. He he knew that he was on his way out, right? So him knowing that he's on his way out, bro, is like he 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 gets Timmy and Dang and like, yo, I'm going to sign y'all, but y'all need to break me off with a couple mil because I'm broke. Wow. He signs them and they break him off with a couple mil each. That's and crazy. These are things that in the these are this I've heard this you know don't don't you know this is just a rumor don't I'm not my sources I'll keep my sources uh, to myself but um these are the things that I've heard through the grapevine and that in the league these are things that they the owners can, can do or they get them advertisement deals or things like that. I mean, yeah, that's you a know, whole, there's a whole thing reason why you know, they get they, Kawhi Leonard right now and how the right exactly is. exactly that's how I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> it's funny how you said that. So you caught the you caught my drift. This is going this has been going on in the league, and and it, it happens a lot to where money is being um, maneuvered off the books, but it's kind of like. I don't know. I, I when I heard this and I was having a conversation, I was like, it's but halfway like money laundering in the sense that they can if they want to." Yeah, no, and that's that's essentially what it is, and like like you said, that's our that's how I Kawhi is getting investigated. And, and to, I mean, as a Laker fan, how do you feel about Jerry West calling the Lakers a shit show? That's an, another reason, again, bro. Why for me, Clippers in general, I I just 
credibility for me has gone out the door because of all this shit. Um, and I know late, I know teams do it, but when I hear a freaking voicemail of Jerry West, a former Laker at that, you know, Hall of Fame Laker. But at I that. feel like I I feel like personally, Jerry West resents Magic Johnson for the position that that Magic Johnson has. I mean, Jerry West it's like, gave that he's up supposed years ago to, himself. But he gave it up because he saw that he wasn't going to get the same treatment. Mm, I agree. And he never he never was, bro. Because of the way that Jerry, Jerry Buss saw Magic Johnson. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, in the same light that he saw Jerry West. Yeah, and I understand that. But, I mean, I mean, I guess pride divided him there. But it's just, it sucks to hear him say that. And it just, to me, I guess as a Laker fan, it just makes me... It's envy, bro. I'm telling you. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the envy. And, it, yeah, and it, uh, it makes me just despise the Clippers a lot more because... In in that thing, they're calling us a shit show, and I for I mean I guess for them. See, but I don't say I don't look at that like they, bro. That's Jerry West saying that. That's not they. It is they, bro. Because they went out of their way. They went out of their way. Jerry West has gone from blaming on the Lakers to the Memphis to the Warriors to now the Clippers. Jerry West is not loyal to no team. That's why I don't say it's they. It's it's Jerry West saying that. Yeah, but to me, it's like at the moment when he said that. He was a he's Clipper a, affiliate. He's in a Clipper, yeah. Clipper okay. affiliated, you know he's what I mean? Clipper. He wasn't He wasn't talking about the Warriors at the time. He wasn't talking about the Grizzlies. He was talking about the Clippers and the Lakers, you know, comparing both. So then how did you How did you feel when Montrez Harrell came to the Lakers? Then? With who? Being that he was a Cl- Mon- Montrez. Montrez Harrell? Well, he was a free agent. He chose to come here. He, the, he, the, the, the Clippers weren't interested in re-signing him. And if they were, they were going to trade him away the same way that the Lakers did with, the, with JaVale McGee. So, to me, it's like, that's someone that chose to come here. The Lakers wanted him as a mutual thing, and I'm like, I'm down for that. Now, if you're asking me if Patrick Beverly would have came in, I'm a little salty with Patrick Beverly because that's one guy, again, he talks a lot of smack and then just gets mopped up on the floor, you know what I mean? Um, but I feel personally that Montrez is a good pickup, you know what I mean? It's almost like, how do I feel when Rondo came here? Like, even though he was with the Celtics and, and had that, that uh, rivalry back then, I dig it because I know overall what he's going to bring to the team. You know what I mean? Now, the whole right. thing with, with like, let's say if, if Kawhi tried to come to the Lakers, I would feel some type of way because he played the Lakers. Same thing with pl- Playoff P, Pandemic P, played the Lakers, you know? Uh, especially Kawhi, man, had them thinking that they were going to go there. And that's something that Jerry West says in that voicemail. They thought they had him. Mm-hmm. They, he, I, I did, couldn't believe he was going to go to that shit show. You know what I mean? So that's why it's like, it's when it comes to those players, it's like you guys are you guys are, you guys, you are the shady ones. Montrez Harrell, they clearly didn't want him. There's clearly already an animosity going on. I heard it in the book. No, but okay, that the fact that I don't think it was. You think I mean what makes you say it was animosity? Um, well, for example, there was our animosity that Doc Rivers was playing Doc Rivers and I mean Doc Rivers was playing Kawhi and and Paul George and they weren't doing anything on the floor, and he he lived and died with them as we saw. And, and then Montrez Harrell and these guys are, are seeing that and there's no adjustments being made. They're, those were the guys that were talking, that were like putting these things out in the public that there was um, conflict in the in the locker room because of there was no adjustments throughout the game. There was, I mean? Well, not only that, there was supposedly preferable treatment and they yeah, called, they would call off, they would call off um, practices mm-hmm. and, yeah, and, then and then get mad playing time. But this is my thing. Why are they mad about it? Like my thing. These are these are discrepancies that they're bringing out right now because they're losing. But if they're winning, nobody's gonna say shit. 
yeah. that's that's the shady part about this shit. Like, you guys are all talking shit because they because you know you guys are projected to be the winners by the media. You guys were picked to be the darlings of the NBA because of on paper who you guys had. It didn't go out the way you guys wanted it to go. And now you guys are being salty and being little bitches and like want to just oust everybody. That's how I see this because uh, but I, I think I w- that, I've seen goes- I've seen how like I've seen how Kobe, bro. Remember how Kobe was was dogged out when he was on when he was with the Lake in that same back going back to that same 016. Bro, how many like you know that player Grant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kareem Rush, all these dudes, bro, were talking about Kobe in the media. Or talking about like what was going on in the locker room in the media, or making Kobe seem like he's a ball hog. And this, what did he do in Game Seven, or in Game like one of the last games? He didn't. He just passed the ball the whole game. Like, yeah. all right, y'all gonna do this? I'm gonna show y'all. Let me see if y'all can hit a shot. Nobody hit nothing, bro. We got killed by thirty. Yeah, and it's yeah. like. Kobe had to prove a point almost, you know, like, and it's kind of like if we're teammates, like y'all got to like, let's, let's fix this behind closed doors. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just me, like, I, I point that the media the, now is crazy. I, but I also point that to the culture that the culture that's established throughout the regular season, all that stuff. That's why sometimes with, with, with Kawhi Leonard and I see this more and more, I don't feel like he's that leader, you know, that it establishes that culture. Like, well, he's never been vocal, but my thing also is what I heard about with the Clippers was that the Clippers, um, that Doc's not a confrontational coach. So he's not one to, he, he's not one to um, put things out. In, he's not one to put things out in front. Like, he's not one to call team leading and let's, let's settle this. He'll kind of put stuff in, the, like, in the back burner. In the air. Yeah, like, he won't really, like, handle it. Like, oh, they'll, they'll handle it themselves. And then, you know, when shit hits the fan, like I said, like, it just all, oh, since he's a coach, he's going to get the blame. But it's like, man, the guys on the court, like, bro, Paul George breaking a shot like that. And then for him to say, like, once he busts the Lakers ass the way he busts the Lakers ass, oh, it feels good to have both my shoulders, you know, on back. And then you get blown out by 51. Which is like, all right, yeah, I'm getting. You didn't have your teammate, but like, bro, 51. You didn't even. You didn't even try to. You were down by 50 at the halftime. Yeah. And lost by 51. Still. So yeah. you didn't even chop it down to 20. No, not at all. That's my thing. And I don't know, so, man. With the Clippers, bro, like it's to be. I still gotta give it to like, oh, it's the begin. It's the third, fourth game of the season. All right, like shit, like that looked bad, but it's like. Yo, Luca is also a dog, bro. Hey man, but he didn't have his running mate either. He didn't have Porzingis either, bro. He didn't, but this is this is the thing where I did this is why I think LeBron is that good, and this is why I could compare LeBron and Luca because Luca could get his Luca's a better scorer than LeBron, right? But he's just as good as a facilitator and a and a creator for his teammates than LeBron. Just as good, bro. Like it's crazy how good that kid is with with the to like to create for his teammates. It's impressive, yeah. and he's just what nine twenty. Yeah, yeah, no, that guy's that he's basically gonna be the face of the league. I know that the league is trying so hard with Zion Williamson, but I think they realize that that's not gonna be it. No, yeah, exactly. That's why they gave him the Christmas game, bro. He's he's the face. Why? Because he's an international star. 
one and the league is trying to go international you guys seen that they're trying to make add a mexico city team um and then um he's he had he the way he handles himself with the media is why he's also marketable yeah zion is a good kid and he's also he can be he can the, the nba is going to use zion but he hasn't proven himself it's yet. gonna he doesn't have the skill set to do it yet yeah like and he got injured. like off the rip off the rip this kid has a like he could be mvp this season no that i mean he's the favorite to go mvp um man yeah but we're kind of getting late what you think about kd uh kd that's i think that's uh that that they're gonna be kind of like the clippers this year what i mean by that what i mean by that is that they're gonna they're gonna have to figure out you know the season how to play i think they're gonna look good in the regular season i think um is 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 the longevity going to be there in the in the in the playoffs? You know, is Kevin Durant going to be healthy? Is Kyrie going to be healthy? Because that's something that's that's health. Like for example, for Kyrie, it's affected him year after year after year. Even while well, he was the Cavs, he'd sit out a, a he's, good. He's portion the one that got to be healthy. Yeah, you know what I mean. But even Kevin Durant, bro, he needs to like. The good thing is he's playing good. He's looking healthy. Um, it's just about being not you know not going off of you know. I think he needs to stay being efficient and not go explosive status. Because I think that's where he can hurt himself, you know. But I think KD. I think that they're gonna be a for sure. Have top you team have you been East. watching his games? Um, you know, I, I haven't been game, watching that. I saw his opening game watching, against the Warriors. That's about it. Um, I haven't been I watching think, the Lakers games, but KD is who I've been watching, and KD is so aggressive to the hoop, bro. He's he rather get he rather drive to the basket than yeah. He's trying pull to get that strength. There, that's why. But I, I think like, that. I, I, I feel the, like he got it, bro. He's just trying to show you, like, I'm here, I'm back. I think That's the what Eastern I like. team is going to be the Celtics, though. I think that team is going to be the one to figure it out and be there at the end. But, but we'll since have- Manny kind of went MIA, let's shift it to the Mandalorian. Oh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we're, we're trying to wrap this up because Manny's, Manny, Manny's, Manny's past his bedtime, you know. But um, but yeah, just to, we can wrap it up with that with the man and Lauren. What did you guys think about this season? Starting with you, Manny. Starting with me. Uh, yeah, because well, you've been you've been too quiet for the last. <laughs> no, it's because you guys went on rift, and I I know in that moment, I, anything I say is just gonna be like, Nah, man, we gotta clear this between us. So I'm just like, you know what? I ain't even gonna bother right now. Um, no, when it comes to Mandalorian, well, I, I said this a lot. First season was just like a journey. There was no story. Uh, we finally got a sense of direction in the second season. In hindsight, I kind of disagree with you, man. Oh my I think, god! I think his, I think the first season is just him getting his 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 like his full armor first of all, because you you see the first episode, he doesn't have it. He doesn't mm-hmm. have that, and then. And then after that, it's just like... It's a journey, though. Yeah, besides... It's not really a story. It becomes a story with second season. Uh, I can see what you mean. Like, if, if, if we just had first season, there's no story. Second season is what makes it a real story. Um, and I liked a lot of why the you, things Why do you happen. say that? Um, because if you just watch first season, it's just him doing like task after task, but it's not really a story where it's like telling you, all right, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. See, but let me tell you, let me ask you something. A story has a progression to it, right? But see, the progression in that season didn't really have consistency. You were going to random places. 
There was nothing. It's the, like I said, it's the end of the first season. And then once you get to second season, that you begin to understand the real story behind it. Mm. Right? Because if, like I said, if you leave season one by itself, and I'm not the only one that feels like that. It's it's. You think you think it was made to just be a standalone one season, though? No, no, definitely not. If it, if it was, it, if it was made not, if it was made under those circumstances, then okay, I see what you're saying. But I don't think it was ever intended to just be one season. I know, but see, if you just watch the first season, like I said, it's it, there's no real story. It, it what makes it the real story is the second season. The second season makes it actually. I think, the, sto- into a real I think story. the story. I would disagree in the sense that the story comes into play when you, you there's like Grogu comes in because they don't even give you a, a name, so it's like kind of like okay, we for sure know there's a story. It's just not. It's not kind of. I feel like Star Wars likes to give it a lot of a mysterious factor, and they tried to do that a lot in the first season. But I feel like adding the character of Groku made it a story, because every 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 like my brother said, every progression has something to do with Grogu, right? No, but not just Grogu. Even with with Mando himself, I mean. Well, yeah, well, like, he, but it was like this, this is my thing. If it would have been goes, Mando, it'd have been like it would have been Mando's journey. In the sense, but this I feel is like why... the fact that it was a Grogu, it, it it brought in the Jedi story into it. But where I feel like well, the story's a, called Mandalorian, so it's not really about Jedi. Where I feel like it's a story. It's like we're following a Mandalorian bounty hunter, right? Yeah. Throughout, throughout what his journey is. You it's, say, yeah, his journey. And y'all and both wrong. I'm in, right. When what we're introduced to him, what is he doing? He's doing his bounty hunter work. Yeah. And then it's he has to capture the the fish looking guy. He gets that. And then, so his story is okay. What is what is he? What does a bounty hunter do? Because we know what a bounty hunter does, but yeah. like we're following him along along yeah. each one that he has to do. The second one that he gets, it's like okay, I don't have I don't have money to give you. I can't I can't pay you in money or like I don't have enough money that you're looking for. And then he's asking him, right? What's your best uh, bounty? And then that's when he points him to the empire and whatnot. You know what I mean? So the way I see it is 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 his journey is his the story is about. Him getting his armor because through that he gets his best car, you know what I mean. And then after that, it's about the Grogu thing because who gives him the task to 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 give them to his people, the guild, the 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 same Mandalorian like bounty hunters that he's a part of. They're like, that is the way you have to do that. You know what I mean. And I think that that's all in season one as well. That's not in season two. So that's why I feel like that right there is the, is the story. You know, the the whole point, the whole thing of the of him. Just being on his regular missions, but then he's encountered with this thing that he then grows an attachment with, and that attachment is starts within the first season as well. By the end of the first season, he's already like emotionally attached to this thing. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's not just the journey in, in, in a way; that's already a story in itself because of those two sides being brought together. You know what I mean? And then you have a protagonist and an antagonist, where the protagonist is. Yeah, but what you're you know talking I mean? about is just basically. The bonding between him and the creature, mm-hmm. but there's like and, I said, there's a protagonist and antagonist, and we find that out that he's he's a protagonist and the antagonist in this is the is the empire. They're the person that's after the the child, you know what I mean? And that's where I feel like the story becomes. In the, but see that I would that, have to agree, like in the first episode, there's not really a story. That's like, but see that occurs until like the final episode of the season one. 
Which one? That that whole wrapping up that you just talked about of actually, all right, here's the Empire, here's this. And that all Not comes exactly. together. That happens in the second season, in the second episode, when we're introduced to, we see the stormtroopers and all that stuff, and... But he's not. They're not an enemy to him. But in that third, they're not an enemy. In to that him, third episode, though. they become an enemy. Why? Because he doesn't return the child. They see what he sees. What they want to do with the child, and he, he's like, Nah, I need to save this guy. You know what I, I mean? That happens within the third, fourth episode. It's not until the end. It's until the end that we see Moff Gideon. But before that, we know that the that the the, the enemy for him for sure is the Empire. Because they're the one that who's coming after. They're the one that's sending all these extra people to go after the child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I agree that, like, again, Moff Gideon, which is the, the antagonist of it, was introduced into the end. But we knew who, what, what, what both sides were good and bad. You know what I mean? That's why I feel like there is a story. It's just that, at the like, for sure in the first episode, maybe even the second one, you're still like, okay, what's going on? But you see that it's just it's about him... Gaining his for, full best for me, I, like I said, it's it's a journey. It's not. I see it as a journey because it's just little random tasks, right? And if you want to talk it's about all random tasks for the bigger story, right? It's not. It, that's what I'm talking about the progression. That's it's not, why, and that's why I say it, that you don't really see the story until second season because second season solidifies everything. Where you're like, oh, okay. This is where we're trying to go. But all first season is, is a bunch of random tasks. It's a bunch of random tasks. I, 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 I don't think it's the, random because I think the, the the where it becomes something that's like, okay, this is what it's about. It's when it's about Groku when he has to like, when he figures out like, nah, I'm not going to do what they want me to do. That's when I feel like, okay, that's not a task anymore. That's like the objective. That That's the story of it. He for has me, to protect this kid by any means necessary. But but like So that's me, the story, I feel like. There was episodes that I that I, I could see what you're saying that, for example, there was episodes that were almost like fillers where, where for example, that episode where he had to go break out that one prisoner from from the from the from the republic mm-hmm. and whatnot. Bill Burr? Like, and that yeah yeah where he helps uh Bill Burr in that in that episode. Um, Forgot that, his name. That you can say it was kind of like a, a just something like you said something he had to do. But, it was but even that story. look like like even yeah that, that was like, like a favor he had to do in order to get what he needed. No, but, but, but see, you see that how that made, correlates that to the second made season. Sense. Because if you want to talk about a real filler, the real filler is in the first season where he has to go, uh, where he goes to the prison. That's what I'm saying. When he has to break out that prisoner, he has to help out that that with Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. When we first get introduced to Bill Burr, yeah. to Mayfield, he helps them go to go um, break that one guy out of the that's part of their crew. He has to he has to help them break them out, and that's when they kill that that Republic guy. You know what I mean? That's why Mayfield gets arrested and everything like that. So um, that felt like a filler episode, but at the same time, the other one's a filler episode too, where he meets the uh, the rep- the girl from the Republic as well. And like I said, it's a bunch of for me, it's and that's just you know my personal opinion the way I see, see it. But even that, it's one, a bunch of random tasks. But even that one, for example, in that episode, we see mm-hmm. Grogu doing a very, a very, th- a very important thing that we don't ever see him do really in the rest of the season and that's when he tries to force choke her mm-hmm. we tr- that's when we start to see the bond that he's that Grogu has with with Mando because what is he doing he's arm wrestling with her and when he sees that oh he, she's beating him I need to help him that bond has already started you know what I mean so even though that's a filler episode 
there's 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 details within those episodes that like again give progression to the story. You know what I mean? And and I can see while while we're in the middle of season one, it's like it feels like nothing, but in hindsight, I feel like there is a story. And that's why. In hindsight, there's a story because of season two. That's my whole point. But I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying at the end of season two. I'm saying at the end of season one, when you look at it all as a whole, there's a there's a story. You don't have to look at the end of season two to say season one is part of the story. You you get to the end of season one and you're like, there's a story here. You know what I mean? And that's why it's able to that's why it's able to, to because to like, build I, on from like that. I said, if you have it as a standalone, just a standalone season one, it's, I feel it's like, not strong enough. I For feel me, like it I becomes got that strong midway, enough with midway season through two. the season. I, I tell you this because I have so many friends who stopped watching the show after season and one. And you know what I think that was? But yeah, I feel like that. the people but, that stopped watching this because they're not real. They're not real like nerd fans. No, There's a I don't lot think of people that, that, that are they're like not real that. nerd fans. I think that's that's the Netflix effect. That's the effect of Netflix has when they give you a show and it's like binge watch it. But no, this no, it's because like, this one doesn't have subscribers. So nah, I think I think so because, because the people I'm telling you actually kept through watching the entire first season. I'm not telling you like oh they only watched a few episodes and that was it. No, hey, they bro, watched. You don't have to get mad and start knocking. I mean that's over, that's kind of that's kind of what you that's kind of how I heard to, you this say. This guy's it. trying to like tear apart the studio now. <laughs> Who is? This guy's just being exaggerated. Yeah. Um, no, it's like. I'm telling you people who watch the first entire season and they're like, I'm not going to continue watching this. I, I know the reason people why that said that because, like I said, it doesn't feel like a story. And then again, at the end of the first season where they had to wait a whole year for the second, that's what I'm saying, the Netflix effect. Yeah. We, we got so used to with the streaming services. But to just, Netflix does the same thing. Every, it does it every once a year for no, all their shows. But they give you a but full season. But they give season. you the, the full you season. You get to watch the whole thing in one sitting if you need to. If you have to, if you want to, but the reason it. why the reason why I like don't narcos, see it like this, bro, I, if once narcos comes out, there's no way I'm just gonna watch one episode and then wait for tomorrow. I'm watching that whole shit right there, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm just being honest. But and the, the reason why I see it, sorry, go ahead. The reason why I see more of a story thing is because even the titles break down like chapters. So that's how that's how I see it. Like, oh, this is for sure a story, because it's chapter one, the Mandalorian, chapter two, the child, and it's like. Show it's like if you have to watch, you have to press each episode to see it. Like, okay, it kind of gives you, okay, this is the next start part of the story, and the name of the book is The Mandalorian. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I, I, if it was like maybe one season and it was just a standalone season, kind of like that solo haunting where it was like they're just gonna give you his story to just give you his story, then that's the journey of Han Solo, right? Or the story of Han Solo. But this one is kind of more like I feel like since it's like a series, I'm I see quick, more of a story. Quick question though, I mean, I just kind of like to move forward with this, but stay on topic. What do you guys expect for next season, real quick? That's uh, very simple. I mean, bro, why why can't I see you guys no more? Is there something uh, wrong with you? It's, it's trying to connect. Give me a sec. Um, no, nah, it's very simple because you're talking about basically him now actually. You have the character development of Mando. Mando has become a different character, right? From episode one to now, you know, this final episode, he's become a different character than who he was, right? To pointing out to the points that you were talking about. 
Now he has best car armor. Not only does he have best car armor, he has the black saber. Not only does he have those those things, he's also befriended Boba Fett, right? Not only does he have those things, he we also discover that he's part he was actually a child of the empire, right? We also discover What do you mean by that? While the whole thing where he puts his scans his face and he's able to access the database, that lets you know that he wasn't a child from Mandalore. If you well, go back well, to we, first well, season we one... Yeah, we know that, that he was he was rescued by the Death Watch. Okay, yeah, exactly. That. So, that's what I'm saying. That's why he's not in the Empire's records. That's why they, they weren't able to... That's why, like, not even the bounty hunter couldn't go in there, like... Um, well, technically, the girl he, from Alderaan, he, he technically he was in the Empire and the Empire records in the sense that because he's he was born within the Empire, he's able to scan his face and get access to the to the information he needs. I feel like we're I feel like for example in that one, the way that I've heard about it and the way that it's been broken down, like on on YouTube and stuff, is that he he's he's not that he was a child of the Empire, but he was like. These other people, the reason they couldn't scan their faces because they were, in a sense, wanted by the ISB. That's why they bring that up, you know. And the ISB is like the police for the Empire. Mm-hmm. And he, in a sense, had never, like, broken any laws or anything like that. So he was, like, a ghost to the ISB. So if he were to scan his face, they wouldn't, it wouldn't bring up an alert that, oh, this is a person wanted by the ISB or she's a rebel- she's from the Rebellion, you know, she's from the Republic, you know, for example, the... Karen yeah, Dune. basically a database stating that they're from the other side. Yeah, yeah. So he, but he, at the same time, he wasn't that, it's not like a, he was a part of the empire, though. No, no, but he's born into it. That's why he was born into the empire, but he's rescued by Death Watch. Well, he was, he's not really a child again, from Mandalore. If you bring that that same that same uh, episode in, he's not. He's the Death Watch isn't saving him from stormtroopers. He's saving him from super battle droids. So it wasn't the empire at that time. It was still the Republic. The Trade Federation was still around. All that it was in the middle of the Clone Wars, you could say. So that it, technically, he's not even a child of the Empire. He was kind of born in the, when the Republic was still a thing, you know, the old Republic. Um, because in that scene, they're they're saving him literally from the super battle droids that you see in the Clone Wars and all that stuff. He, they're not saving him from stormtroopers. See, this is where I need a timeline. Yeah, you like that. The canon is a trip. No, no, no. Like no, because it, it's like all right. Like scene, how, how old is he? Because for me, I understood. And I, like I said, this is just my opinion. I, don't, I haven't watched YouTube videos like you've watched stuff on it. No, but even in that um, scene, for me, but those it, are all it, theories it on YouTube. Like, like those are all theories on YouTube. That's not accurate. Not like for me, it looks like he he was Empire, and he's he's saved by death watch no but and I, brought up in a religion that's what i'm right? saying you have to rewatch that show or that episode because in that episode he's the death watch when they're saving him they're they're surrounded by droids that lets you know that mm-hmm. that was during the clone wars because when the empire came and got rid of the trade federation they didn't use there it would have been they would have been fighting stormtroopers mm-hmm. so that's why he that's why i wouldn't say he's exactly a, t- a child of the empire i would say more that he was he was alive during you could say the clone wars that's when he was a child. He was like a little child. And that's when the Death Watch saved him. But they, okay. they didn't save him from... Because that's not even something on yeah, YouTube. but then how old is he then? That's not even something that's on YouTube, though. That's something that's like... <laughs> that's That you see in the Mandalorian. <laughs> My next question like, is how old is like he Like when then? the Death Watch, when they open up the hatch where he's at, yeah. there was super battle droids, you know? So that's why it's like... um, It's... uh, Yeah, he is... He's The guy's at least like 40 years old, man. Because... You know, he he was a child during that time, during whenever 
the trade but see that, was going see, that's, around and that, trying to take over planets. And that brings up so many questions because it's like, all right, how does he not know who Jedi are if that's the time period you're giving me right now? Well, the Death Watch were a certain group of Mandalorians. No, 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 no. You're, even... not, you're not understanding my question, right? If you're talking about battle droids attacking his hometown, right, the place where he's from, he should have some knowledge of what Jedis are. But throughout the show, he has no knowledge of who Jedi's are. Well, he's a, they call them wizards. He's a child when he's when he's when he's. Nah, by I, Death I Watch, think though. I he's think child, they're just right? legends. It's like a myth. They didn't they didn't know if they were like real or not. Like, but you see, if you're talking one. about a child. A child should still know at least something about them. I think since he's that, a child, that's, where he, that's as that, a child. There's certain things that go over your head. Exactly, and, and I was for like, me, like child. Jedi stuff is know. like damn near religion, you know. So that's something that I feel, especially when you're being like your land is being conquered by droids and stuff. I think the last thing you're thinking about or that you're being taught about is that I don't know. I'm I'm assuming though, yeah. I don't know. And then and then he gets rescued by Mandalorians who essentially hate Jedi. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like it goes to show who he was raised by. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, but see, even that's what I'm saying. Like that's, it's, it's a lot. It makes it trickier because then I'm like, okay, like, all right, if we're going to talk about, you know, death watch, even death watch should tell him we hate the Jedi. Right. So it's like, he shouldn't be surprised by that or at least have a concept of who they are, but he has no idea of yeah. who they are. So that's why I'm like, mm, I wonder where the timeline really is, you know, when it comes to all that, yeah. right? I just know that. Because well, all, all we've been talking about is speculation around. We don't know, like, exactly for sure. Well, that scene is in The Mandalorian, bro. When he's getting rescued by them, he's... No, no, no. Like, hey, I, I know the scene that's is That's where in I'm there. taking that from. No, no, I, mean? I, I know. I know, the, I know you, what you're saying, and I understand that you're talking about the battle droids of, of the Federation. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, was this really during the Clone Wars or was this after that? Like, how, like where was it really at? Because to me, like, I, like a question I bring up to you, it's kind of weird that he has no concept of who Jedis are, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, if you're talking about during Clone Wars, you should have at least a concept of it. I'm not saying, like, you should fully know it, mm-hmm. but you should have a concept of it because that's what's going on in the galaxy. Let's assume this. Let's assume this. He's right. he's five years old when he gets a, when he gets rescued by the Death Watch. Mm-hmm. And let's assume that this is, this not only during Clone Wars, but maybe it's right when Order 66 happens. Mm-hmm. When the Jedi damn near get wiped off the face of the universe. Mm-hmm. So at that time, a lot of a lot of like people stopped, kind of like the whole Jedi name, the whole um, if you can say the hype, if you will, died out because well, they died out. Well, I'm just well, what about I'm trying to put what the time about that when, sense, you know? What about when the name was Jedi instead of Jedi? That was way before. That was like whoa. But that was that was around the time where like the Mandalorians and and then yeah, when they had starting their, to starting to beef it. Probably. Yeah, that that that. But like again. I agree with you with what's going to happen in season three as far as like... Oh, he's going to be the ruler. Like yes. what's going to happen with Mandalorian. He's going to be the ruler. What I don't understand is that... they. I can't see you guys like again. If Mandalore has been destroyed the way that Alderaan has just... been. But Fix then at the same no. time, it's like we can still go back there. Like That's where I'm like... No, it's been destroyed in the sense that they they cannot be independent from any empire, right? So the thing, the thing about Mandalore, Mandalore has yeah, always been independent from either the empire or the republic, right? 
they were always neutral and they were always their own thing. And that's why it's kind of like, okay, now they can't be neutral. They can't be their own thing. So that's why for them it's destroyed because they don't have anybody that unites them. And they need someone to unite them, right? The other thing that a lot of people haven't thought about is Bo-Katan was a terrorist. They they don't accept her. Yeah, she wanted the blade because the blade people were respect it and be like, oh, okay, sh- you know, you have the blade, you can be the ruler. But in the end, she's a terrorist to her people. You well, know, wouldn't you say the person that she tried to overthrow was like a dictator? Uh, well, which one? The one from Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah, he was. Uh, well, you have her sister was was her Duchess, sister was Duchess was the Satine. ruler. Yes, yeah. yeah, the sister was the ruler. She's killed by Dark Maul. Um, and then you have the other guy who's also controlled by Dark Maul that comes into into power. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, she overthrows him. But even before that, you have to remember, Bo-Katan was a terrorist. Before that, even before the fact that her, you know, her sister was a ruler and everything, she was always doing sketchy stuff on the side. Her people know that they won't accept that about her because mm. you're talking about someone who needs to come in and actually unite them. Right. So that they can become a, a people again. Right. A unity. And if you you're taking it? into consideration everything that Mando has done and everything that how he's progressed and changed as an individual, all that helps him to actually be a ruler. And this is all speculation if they want to go that way. I'm just I'm just st- seeing that because, like I said, he has the be- best car armor, best car spear. He has the the knights the the blade. Um, he has everything. Plus, he's he's changed a lot as a person to actually become a ruler. Yeah, if they so. want to go that route. Yeah, I can see that happening. And like I said, plus he has his alliance with Boba Fett, which for me, cartel leader. Cartel leader. It, bro, he he took over uh, Jabba the Hutt's. Well, Jabba the Hutt's already dead, but technically he killed the right-hand man of Jabba the Hutt, right? Yeah. And he sat on, like, Jabba the Hutt, if you know anything about it, he's a cartel leader. Like, that's what he is. Well, he's he's a gangster. Can, one thing we can expect from Boba Fett for sure, he's about to gain a lot of weight. <laughs> Just sitting on the chair. I mean, look at it. like Java. <laughs> even his right hand man started to gain the shit little weight, bro. But that's one thing that again, people have speculated is if it's gonna be, if he's gonna be doing that, or if he's gonna continue to try to like kind of do what he was doing in a sense, like rid the universe of the empire, the remnants of the empire. Is he gonna, is he gonna be doing that, or is he gonna be running spice? You know, um, and and it makes me question, like, kind of how you're saying the Mandalorian didn't have a story in the first season. Do you feel like that's gonna be the same for the Book of Boba and for like the Obi Wan Kenobi series? No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. Um, especially for the Obi Wan, the Obi Wan, there, there is a story there. It's not gonna be like there's not a story, um, because it's this. I think so it's, it's a, because it's a continuation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's already background. It's like you already know Obi Wan's gonna die eventually, and you know that it's, it, it's gonna take place. Basically, after Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, uh-huh. you know? So, and, and they already talked about, um, what's that actor? Chris Hen- Hens- Hensworth? Hayden. Hayden. Hayden? Yeah. I, I forget. Dark Vader. Hayden Christensen. Yeah, yeah. So, 
you have him coming back as Dark Vader, which already tells you there's going to be a lot of battles between him and Vader through the series. Um, so it's like there's already enough story. You already know these characters. So that's that's already there. See, and that's why same I, thing with Boba Fett. Like Boba Fett, you you already saw him in the prequels as a child and everything. Um, plus, if you seen you know if, if you've seen anything about other series where he's in, like you already have an idea of his character. Yeah. So I don't think those series are gonna be very difficult to do. See, and that's why I think, and I feel like when we watched The Mandalorian for a season, just to come back to this one more time. I feel like we don't feel like there's a story because we have no background on these characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it was almost like watching Rogue One. But we see, had, Rogue One, I loved. No, I know, but... It's, I loved all the way, But it's almost like man. seeing that in the sense that we and I lo- there I love that Diego Luna is getting his own series, dude, to yeah. talk, like, before Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, that's It's about be... that movie, though, right? It's about the Rogue Squad and everything like that? Well, yeah, it, it, well, it's his adventures, basically. Mm. Diego Luna's adventures. But see, Rogue One was actually lovable for me. Like, the way they built it, everything. Like, yes, you were introduced to new characters, but it actually felt like a Star Wars film. I mean, Mando gave that feel, too, where it's like, yes, this is an actual, like, Star Wars the other thing I got to give props to is Mando started fixing a lot of problems with the latest trilogy. Oh, a lot, dude. I mean, they're. I heard a rumor that that they're trying to kick that out of the canon, bro. That the trilogy? what? The 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 prequel trilogy? Or the, or the, yeah, it's a prequel, right? No. Like these last three that Disney made. Yeah, it's not a prequel. Sequel. Yeah, it's a sequel. Okay, so that one they're they're thinking of cutting it out. Cutting it out, out just of canon. Being like it's not part of it. Canon. Yeah. Uh, we did it, but uh... <laughs> in my head I'd be like, uh, so we're getting a new. Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> you're saying there's a chance. That's, that's the way I would feel, you know. Mace Windu's coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, we see how it goes. But oh man, just to wrap up this last podcast of the year, um, what are your final thoughts, Marty? Final thoughts, of 2020. We're gonna be fine. Just keep moving forward, like we stated in the beginning. We gonna be alright. What's your thing, Enzo? Oh, right when I ask him, he decides to just peace out on us, huh? Yep, he's ha- he was having issues. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being part of this journey. Thank you so much for listening to us and be listening out for more great content that we'll be coming out with. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you guys very much. Thank you for listening all year. We're going to be bringing a lot of special things for you next year. Till then. Peace. Thank you for listening to our episode. We appreciate your support. Remember to follow us on Instagram at The Current Pod, where you can share our episodes, review, interact with us, talk to us about what's going on. We appreciate your feedback and everything that you guys do for us and supporting us. Have a wonderful day.